Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studio and also two parts of Adelaide, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 193. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in SideQuest Studios here as always, except when he's not, is B.T. Callaway. Oh, uh, hi, hi. And joining us over from one segment of Adelaide, I don't really want to dox you more than just saying Adelaide. Anyway, it's Phil, <laughs> it's Phil Harker-Smith. Hello. And out of Baby Beard Media HQ, I hope that's what you call your studios there. Central. <laughs> we don't really have a name we for it. We call it the crib. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, my <laughs> The Baby Beard Crib. Coming out of the crib. And we're doing just, just fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> Sean Fleur. Hola. Ellen Graham. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and Christopher Bond. Woo! And thank you, our friends over at Baby Beard Media, for joining us today. And of course, this is The Simpsons Index, the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there is a twist. Each episode must come from a different segment, a uh, different decade. Fuck. Only been doing this 190 <laughs> odd episodes. You're losing That's your right, grip. That's how we keep it fresh and live. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're genuine because mm. I keep fucking everything up. But yeah, long-time fans will be very aware of you guys. But for those that don't know, who the hell are you? Oh. We... Who the hell are you, man? <laughs> we're, we're a collective of Adelaide podcasters and Let's Players. But we are, predominantly, we do an actual play podcast called Roll to Cast, R-O-L-E, where we go through a different gaming system each season. And mm-hmm. we play a season of that game. Plus, we have interviews with the creators. Mm. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel where we do a bunch of Let's Plays together as fun friends. Where we torture ourselves our. for your <laughs> entertainment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're funny. We're on the internet. Google Babybeard Media and follow links. <laughs> it's amazing how much this has changed because when I first had you guys on the podcast, you were just but a Futurama podcast and you guys have expanded your empire out into so many other places. <laughs> we're I conquering. You weren't a side quest studio when we met you either. <laughs> yeah. You, you changed. That guy, that guy in the Airbnb that Dunn invited us over. <laughs> that strange man what, whose house what, we're going to. <laughs> and what began as friendship shall end in a bitter, bitter rivalry. We wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> well, no, thank you again for joining us. And yeah, once again, thank you guys for appearing in so many indexes over the last couple of years. We've absolutely loved having you on. And I'm so excited to do this very special run of episodes with you today. But before we get to the good stuff, uh, let's get through the less good stuff. Mm. <laughs> we just watched... Season 30, episode 11, Mad About the Toy. First released in 2019, directed by Rob Oliver, written by Michael Price. In this episode, Grandpa has a flashback trauma when he sees little army men toys. And it turns out he is the model of those toys. Mm-hmm. And he had some complicated history with the photographer of uh, that modeling session. Hey, y'all, what did you think? Mixed uh, at best. Yeah, this episode was just a bit stinky, wasn't it? <laughs> it's also yeah. a goddamn award-winning episode. Really? Oh, no. damn it, Sean, you jumped the gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's skip to, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? <laughs> Thanks, Sean. This won a fucking award. <laughs> yeah. Why? Oh, God. <laughs> Who, what award? Who gave it the, It that? won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program. This is the what? episode that they put forth for the season. That's yeah. homophobia right there. Yeah. I'm calling it out. 
And That's uh, a hate crime of some description. <laughs> and please react as I tell you what this beat out that year in that category. Oh, no. Oh, no. It beat out uh, Bob's Burgers, where Fuck Tina off. tries to join Boys for Now or something. Mm-hmm. No! Jesus. It beat the Big Mouth Planned Parenthood episode, which... Astounding. What? <laughs> this one I was originally offended by. It beat BoJack Horseman's Free Churro, and I'm like... That is an excellent episode. Maybe not like the best animation because it's fairly mm. static. But this beat out the Adventure Time finale. Ooh. What? Wow. Oh, okay. It's... All right. Now there's blood in the water. Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Burly. Chris there's is burly in the water. Mm. Wait. I'm literally stamping my foot. Yeah, I'm yeah. so angry. Adventure Time's over. <laughs> okay. There were Aww. a lot of bombs dropped tonight. <laughs> That's it. That is incredible to me that Simpsons, first of all, regardless of the episode that it is, is still winning Emmys. Remains mm, relevant, yep. yeah. Bribing people. Yeah. Bob's mm. Burgers, Adventure Time, Bojack yeah. Horseman, Big Mouth. What the fuck? These are There's all- something so surreal about watching these like later episodes because I do not watch any of the Simpsons from this part until we... until you basically invite us on and are like, here's this episode. I'm like, <laughs> okay, what? And then knowing that we're going on to look at some episodes that I really like, it's like it's in the shape of your friend, <laughs> but they're wearing, it's wearing their skin. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone it's, seen Midsummer? Yes. It's that yeah, scene from it's Midsummer. It's that scene from that. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it's your childhood friend, but it they've just, got a gun. It's very unnerving <laughs> because the characters are all in the same relationships to each other, but like, it's such a slog to watch. Yeah. It's mm. not creative. It's not inventive. Those are no. two of the same words. It just it isn't funny. <laughs> Can I, putting all of those contemporary shows around it, really? Because yeah. I always think of the new Simpsons in a bubble, right? It's mm. this awful thing that's kind of limping on. But it isn't. It exists in a cultural landscape where... Yeah other art is being made, other animation yeah. is being made. And to it would list still be. all of those contemporaries yeah. and be like, these are its contemporaries. And it could be drawing inspiration from any of them and yet it still stagnates in the way that it does is... I don't know. Um, well, think about it. Worst? It would still be in like those kind of like animation domination segments where you would watch Bob's Burgers and The Simpsons. It would still be there. Yeah. I guess it would. There's just nothing subversive about it. Like in my notes, I've just written, haven't we done this before, but better? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, we have. We already, it's such a clunky episode as well. Not only in the yeah. bad handling of any issues that it's trying to get across, but even how we get there, like how we progress to talking about homophobia, it's so unnecessary. It's just like whiplash every left, right and centre because it just, it feels like a like a poor clip show of like better Simpsons episodes, but cobbled together in a, such a worse way. Can you believe this is like a locations episode? Like it goes to New York oh, yeah. and it goes to Texas? Oh yeah! Wow, two go-to's in one episode. That's that's amazing. Hence the feeling of whiplash in this one. Yes, and I think Marfa is like meant to be something significant, right? Is it an actual Uh, place? Yeah, that's what I wondered. Is it a real place? I assume all their assertions that it was like the art capital of Texas means it is. It is. I just did some Google foo. It is a tourist destination and a major center for minimalist art. Right. Okay. Uh, And the Marfa lights that she mentioned are a thing. No, they're real. Yeah. Well, they're they're a thing here in Australia called the Min Min Lights, which are Mm -hmm. mysterious lights that you see floating in the outback that are largely unexplained. 
mm. and said to be supernatural in origin. Mm-hmm. I got to say, my, my biggest takeaway from this episode so far was, man, the moment that Marge is trying to put Homer's jacket oh. back on from the back, yeah. holy it shit, lost that, me. making but, awkward but sex like, noises. But yeah, that, that age, I was so aware of Marge's age. Yeah, yeah, she oh, is yeah. straining. Oh yeah, poor Julie Cameron. I was gonna say her voice sounds so off. She finally sounds like her mother, as in Marge's mother. Oh, Jacqueline yeah. Bouvier. Because Homer, like Dan Castellaneta, he hides it much better. But Marge just sounds like Julie Carver. Just sounds like she's taken a fucking beating over the last three decades on her voice. Oh God. Well, she has. Just straight to the it, vocal cords. It doesn't sound like they're giving her water either. <laughs> no. no it's Hugh Jackman in Les Mis. You don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't come out of the box until you do your lines. She actually does. She keeps refusing water. She wants to mm. die. So oh. It's over. oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> just like me when I'm watching this episode. episode. Well, let's hook into the questionnaire proper and uh, really get into why we're feeling this way about this episode. BT, we'll start with you. Mm -hmm. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? Well, amongst all the other uncomfortableness, I'd like to say the line that Abe enjoyed killing strangers during the war was like, (laughs) what? Mm. (laughs) That's that's a lot to take on randomly for a sweet, doddering old man to um, have rejoiced in the death of others. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just got to sit with that, don't you? Yeah, no, I was going to add more, but just... They try to land a few jokes like that where you're just like, oh, that's a bit... That's a mm. bit yeah, dark. That's a dark place we just glimpsed briefly there. But they don't work. Yeah, on the plus side, it makes me think about the Iron Maiden song Afraid to Shoot Strangers, which is a good song. That is a good so, song. Nice. Yeah. On, on its face, it's not like a bad idea to give you like the bait and switch that you're going to do. Yeah, that you think it's about... Like, um, like His PTSD military, from the yeah. war, and it's actually about this other thing. Yeah, that's that's got something to it. Yeah, but it doesn't really execute that mm. like potential in a good way. I feel like, and it added PTSD to the growing list of things this episode fails to handle. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like I said in my notes, didn't we do PTSD already with a Homer? Like, oh, yeah. at the well. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. at the, we did this oh, already. That's with Mr. Smithers's father, isn't Spoilers. it? Yeah, that's what we found. Find out that Burns has raised Smithers since he was a baby, and therefore yeah. their relationship is way creepier. But we had that exact <laughs> same thing where a thing stirs up an old repressed yeah. memory. A Simpson man <laughs> has to deal with his PTSD, and there's a mm. little mystery around what mm-hmm. actually happened. Yep. Why we need that in this episode is stupid we don't if it's meant to be about abe in a moment of panic ruined a man's career then why don't we just get to the meat of that because it Mm. is meaty and it shouldn't just be thrown aside you know yeah Yeah. well no that's it and like the episode kind of thinks it's so clever with that whole bait and switchness Mm. but it isn't and especially with moments like lisa like immediately figuring out that he was the model based on nothing is just oh yeah uh, yeah so weak and tenuous at best she looked at it i guess it's not much (laughs) how about you phil what stands out to you from this episode for better or worse so I guess the part for me is we just touched on it. Like the storyline is that grandpa thinks that he has ruined a man's career mm-hmm. by, you know, outing him mm-hmm. as being gay um, in the oldie times. Yep. But the twist is it was actually fine. Yeah. And that's something that really bugs me about this one. The discrimination. So they just let themselves off the hook. Mm. And I think it's gross because a lot of, for a lot of people, it wasn't fine. 
Yeah. And the fact that they just write themselves out as like, oh, he just drove away and then it all mm. worked out for him. And was obsessed with Abe for the next 40, 50 years yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He drove away to Texas. Yeah. In the yes. 40s. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> and yeah. as Phil- a gay outed man. Yeah. What? And Phil, just on that as well, like something that this episode did that actually kind of reminded me of Amazon Women in the Mood is that whole thing of, oh, they're making the old bad jokes, but they're doing it through the character. So it's like, okay, that's a character, but they're still like spending a lot Mm. of time doing these very terrible, old, outdated jokes under the guise that, you know, it's through a character. Yeah. Does that make sense? Zap Brannigan saying all this stuff, so it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. It's still sexist and it's still horrible and it's still hard to watch and yeah. Mm. And there's no real understanding of where they're they're punching. When you do those jokes, generally you try and punch up, right? You punch Mm -hmm. at the society that created that. You try and prove that they're the absurd ones. They're Mm. the morally abhorrent ones. But it's just a bit too easy for everyone. They all Mm. get let off the hook so, so simply. There's Mm. just no stakes here. Just whack a lampshade on it, Ellen. It'll be fine. (laughs) Just lampshade all of those jokes. It's it's completely okay. Yeah. If it was just, if this was about race, it just wouldn't fly. Mm. Oh my God, can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, Uh, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm picturing it now. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, Stop, stop. (laughs) Uh, How about you, Chris? What stands out to you from this episode for better or worse? Oh, good. (laughs) <laughs> Believe it or not, it's none of the queer stuff. But no, it's the other thing. The mental health stuff. Oh, Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Where uh, they <laughs> arrive at the um, veterans' uh, hospital, yeah. hospital and Homer is being taken away. Mm. What a cool fucking contemporary depiction <laughs> of I, mental health. I, and particularly of like suffering veterans who are notoriously like underfunded. And like, like they do visually sign that in the episode by... Um, having the hospital run down yeah. but like home is gibbering and jabbering and they're like yes this is what mental health bad mental health looks like like uh, maybe this is raw to me because i recently watched an interview of a guy who'd gone through ptsd but like man oh man this is like mm. i don't know it's shite yeah <laughs> I, I might jump in on that because that actually really scared me i didn't like that scene at all as someone who's been pretty affected by different mental illnesses throughout their life. Like, uh, because, like, someone with a defter hand could make a really good joke about that or could Mm. examine that sometimes the hardest part of ascertaining someone's mental health is that sometimes you can't necessarily trust them. So if you Mm. have someone who is reacting badly to being restrained, which is a totally rational thing, then how do you believe that they're, you know, no longer in control of their faculties, right? It's a scary slope. And that's why a lot of people who, when admitted, can't then check themselves out because they're not believed to be mentally competent. Mm. It was frightening and upsetting and I didn't like it. And it didn't even have a joke. It was basically the shinning episode. Um, <laughs> if It was devoid of all its comedy scene like Homer's done that sort of stuff before I've laughed at yeah. that sort of stuff before you can't put it in this context and do the same performance had, and yeah. make it funny like we, it was just such a bad they had thing. that joke in Futurama when Fry is sent to the robot asylum because yes. it was like yeah. yeah that is how unfortunately a lot of patients are treated where they pump you full of certain chemicals and once you're in it's really really hard to get out because you're conditioned to that kind of institution yeah but in the context there it's robots and not 
Well, yeah, vet, it's, it's, a mi- it's a misdiagnosis yes. as well. Yeah. But yeah. It's anyway, just, yeah, it was, it, it, bad, was, bad, it, was bad. it was shite. And can I jump in on that as well? When the, you say like, oh, they're like, oh, the veterans' hospital is a bit run down, but they also when he goes on TV, mm. they make a joke at his expense where he's like, oh, I got all these things and this pension and these things yeah. and this loan, Medicaid and, and Medicare like, and yada yada. And now it's my turn. It's like, oh, the no. Simpsons writers do have a weird streak with social security and things like that unbelievable it's like there are Mm. so many homeless veterans in america like it is famously bad at looking after its service people like how do you get away with making that joke like everything in this is ham-fisted like Mm. everything yeah sweaty old pieces of ham how about you ellen what stands out to you from this episode I'll, i'll point out something maybe that was on the road to possibly working mm-hmm. is a few of the gags around monopoly yeah. so first of all i loved the money one that, yeah, same. that made sense i actually it- really loved all of the homer marge apart from the stuffing homer into his jacket yeah, yeah like, but like the, the speed dating and the taking speed the dating. Jet, jet ski yeah, through was- the tunnel of love yeah yeah i really like seeing homer and marge in love and in- enjoying their company together so that was really nice it's a sort of a take on that whole Apu doing a party in mm. yeah five minutes or whatever. Oh, but that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is a I think a fresh sort of take on that. And yeah, I agree. It's lovely to see them being all lovey. Yeah, it was yeah, a good day abso- as well. Absolutely. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, Mini golf. Good. Good choice. <laughs> a five minute motel. That's all you need if hey. you you're doing it right. Hey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was the joke that Abe made about Monopoly being. I'm quoting this: the last place you can still say Oriental. Mm. And you're like, <laughs> okay, I can see how this is kind of because it is somewhat at Abe's expense that he Mm. is portrayed as a doddering old out-of-time fool who is still harboring a lot of xenophobic That's like the cusp of it, right? Like if it it stood there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that is pretty much for me where I start to go, oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. We're following this kind of comedy, aren't we? (laughs) Hey, Ellen, that's our protagonist. Oh, no. Why couldn't it be Homer and Marge having a fun date? I would have much preferred that episode. Same. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was it for me. That was kind of like the epitome of this episode of like that bad, bad joke Mm. and not quite knowing who's the target and who's the punching bag. And you know what? I didn't actually mind a couple of the jokes that they had about the board games. You know, Game of Life, I already lost and, you know. Already lost it. Yeah, that was great. And I was just going to say the actual the Monopoly money bit again. of like gives him $5, sir. This is Monopoly money. Gives him 100 Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. I thought it was it was very silly and it reminded me of old Simpsons. Yeah, no, it was a nice quick joke. And yeah, good to see Raphael as always. But how about you, Sean? What stood out to you from this episode for better or worse? Yeah, I think like a lot of the thematic foibles and missteps have been kind of addressed. Uh, but I might touch specifically on the uh, the crazy Homer being dragged out thing from a different perspective. And it's the problem that mm-hmm. I have with just new Simpsons in general is just their fucking their inability to adhere to logic with their own jokes, especially the ones that they harbor onto for far too long. Like taking into account the fact that it's what, like a 20-second gag where he's mm. constantly being dragged out. And they've got Marge and Bart like right next to them yeah. just not let saying it, a word. Bart lets it. it happen, but I don't believe no, that Marge it, would just let her just, husband be sectioned. And, it, and it's just that thing that Simpsons does, which is that fucking like, you know, references without a reason, jokes without a purpose. You know, if you're going to have that joke, you can't have the family in the room. It's mm-hmm. just lazy and it's just mm-hmm. there so we can do the 
Oh, do the bit. And additionally, yeah, I agree with you, Sean. Yeah, it's so weird that the family are just standing by while this is all happening, mm. especially Marge. And then once Homer's done babbling gibberish for a good 20 seconds, it's just, yeah, immediate cut to he's in the room watching yeah. Abe get diagnosed. And so, mm. oh, it didn't matter. Yeah, how did he come back from that? Like, where's the logic of all of these exactly. continuing gags? They're like, just consequenceless. Yeah, That's whereas, it. like, even the Monopoly thing, like, it's silly logic, like it's clown logic, but it works where yeah. it's like, no, this is Monopoly money. Yeah, well, what if I upped yeah. that? Oh, okay, now mm. we're talking. Mm. All like- that stuff tracks and it's fun. And also, <laughs> like, as well, what I to jump back onto what's so great about Homer Marge is one of the best things to see how they try and keep romance alive when they've got three <laughs> fucking kids. I've got, I've got, do you, are you thinking what I'm thinking, B2? Oh, I think I am B12. <laughs> the- <laughs> Um, the mortgage payment on time, like yeah. that that's part of their... Yeah, basic competence. Their, hey, yeah. Nothing is hotter than fiscal responsibility. <laughs> I laughed and then I went, okay, you got me. Like, <laughs> it was a good The same joke. energy is like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, do your taxes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the opposite of taxes, we like to talk about the wackiness. What were some fun, wacky, animated, cartoony or bad cartoony moments from this episode that stood out to you all? I have a string of some good ones I liked. I kind of like Homer and Bart having a hot towel fight on first class. Yeah. It was all right. (laughs) When they arrive in New York, everyone gets their own limo so they can stick their head out the top. Mm. I was like, okay, that kind of tickled me. And uh, the bourbon vending machine back in the olden days where you could just get (laughs) bourbon on every street corner, damn it. (laughs) My two is firstly Mayor de Blasio. Playing himself in this episode. It's actually him. So they got him to do it, which is fantastic. And uh, the other one is I love that uh, Abe gets airlifted to a better show. Because um, a bigger network, you know, it's like, yeah, fuck it, we'll, we'll poach you. That's great. So, yeah, in that show as well, Lawrence O'Donnell was playing himself. I'm not familiar with this dude. And that last word, fucking back and forth, just irritated oh, me. Yeah, that, that seems like a new... so yeah. long. So long. It's such a bad joke. I've got two. I like the jack-in-the-box model who keeps getting stuffed no, back inside. No, no. I think that would actually be a really funny clown turn, so I'm going to steal that for later. Um, and the, That's all right. No one's watched New Simpsons. No one could accuse you of <laughs> exactly. lifting it. Exactly. And the thermometer in the coffee, the pouring the mercury oh, yeah, in the, the coffee. Mercury. I didn't like that that whole setup. I thought it was, like, bad, but her breaking open oh, a God, thermometer yeah. into the coffee did get me as Oof. a physical and gag. And stirring it. Yeah. And stirring it. Yeah, the whole idea that it was okay that he abused her for years because she was poisoning him. Because she's been slowly was, poisoning was him. Was horrible. Yeah, it's one of those. Another thing was like we're being dark, and it's like no, you're just being gross. Shit. Also, yeah. you're not poisoning him fast enough. He's had a good like 40, 50 <laughs> years. Yeah. Clearly, she wants the slow, slow. Yeah. Road. I, know, I, don't know I, uh, I didn't mind the soldiers' animations. I thought the flashbacks, and I think if you'd done a whole episode or leaned more into them, there was something very valuable or something mm. very good there. Uh, reliving trauma as a toy soldier, I think, is a really interesting way of dealing with it there's something that could could have been mined there more mm-hmm. and the art itself and mm. the the final shots with the photographers all the all the, oh, Abe, yeah. all the Abe paintings that that looked great yeah. it wasn't you know spent a lot of time on but there were some nice artistic references and, and stuff like that um, mm. yeah and I, I thought that was nice um, for me the whole sequence wasn't the most amazing set of gags but i do like google and alexa yeah. firing <laughs> lasers at each other yeah. i like that idea <laughs> that if you put them both in the same house they would fight yeah 
I think that's mm. really good. They're like Siamese fighting fish. Yeah, I think beta was, fish. I think beta fish. Yeah, I'll pay that. It's just the material was so weak and. Like, oh yeah, for sure. I think there's maybe a good concept yeah. for an episode in there about yeah. how we give over organization and time and stuff to these devices, and they, you know, there's a contemporary issue about how much they listen to us, and like, mm-hmm. I can imagine gags with like that being a literal person like listening to them. Yeah. Oh, the they also end. they also did that, and they had Pierce Brosnan guest star in it. <laughs> oh, right. So oh, they've yeah. already done that. They've already done it. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> time. Wow, Simpsons but it. no, I mean, yeah, you update it from, yeah, smart home to, yeah, smart Smartphone. box. Ooh. Ooh. Like, we do actually come into this with New Simpsons where it does feel like they burn about five or six good story or decent story ideas in mm. an episode where they've kind of disjointed. Like, albeit this one held it together a bit more, that it wasn't really wacky in that sense. Mm. Yeah. It's just stuff they've all already done. <laughs> like, it's just, I couldn't think of a new innovative thing about this episode yeah well until you mentioned it phil i'm like oh yeah they did go to both new york and texas and it like my notes for when they were in new york consist of like about four things that happened like it's Mm. just they moved on from it so quickly Mm. yeah they didn't really need to do a we go to a place for that part not really no it would have made more sense for that guy to be in springfield also i just talking about texas the open carry joke i also find pretty abhorrent mm. like bart saying he's always wanted to go to texas because it's open carry and then he just puts his like slingshot slingshot mm-hmm. in his pocket i'm just like that's fun bad. fact slingshots slingshots are actually pretty deadly weapons <laughs> yeah well yeah have yeah. you heard of a story called david and goliath <laughs> i think he just chucked um, it's from a little known book called the bible <laughs> The other thing I had was um, the review of like the dangerous toys where there's like walking through the, there's like a panning shot of, of all the different toys being tested. Mm. And there's one that looks like darts go up in the air and they just sort of land in the researcher. Yeah. And he just kind of, just, oh, he yeah. just sort of, oh, yeah. he just he sort died. of sags. He the good died. old lawn darts, which were just giant needles they let children mm. play with. The way he sags is a nice bit of animation. <laughs> He's just like, yes. Oh dear. <laughs> Expressionless face yeah. and just drops. In a way that you know he's not dead, but he is dying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, it seems like the wackiness side of it is actually bringing out some positives, but what about the emotional core of this episode? How's the heart? I felt so touched by the whole episode. Like and a fist to you? Or <laughs> yeah, like a, like a mercury stick to the face. <laughs> so touched in a bad way is no, what you're saying. There's literally none. Besides some of the opening stuff with Homer and Marge mm. and getting to watch them go on their little date and trying mm. to like, you know, force that romance through a five-minute hole. Um, Ew. And I'm, I'm keeping yeah. that crazy. <laughs> uh, there was a line of Abe's I thought was like broaching what I think someone originally had in mind for this episode, which was... Uh, I've learned that a man can love different things and still be a man. It's the closest this gets to heart for me. It yes. Yeah. feels so easy, though. Yeah, exactly. It's The best light I can shine on this episode is someone had a genuine intent at some point, and it got very lost along the way, and who knows where exactly in production that had that. But I want to at least believe someone was genuinely trying at some point. Mm. And That's it didn't clearly work what out. they want the message to be, but yeah. A very clearly doesn't learn that lesson. Yeah, and the trouble is they also undermine it a bunch with a bunch of just wacky, weird jokes that just ruin those yes. kind of yeah. moments. Like when Abe kisses the art guy and then Bart's just standing there and it gets that shocked expression. It's like, you were trying to have a moment here and it wasn't a great one, but you also then just dug under it again. Yeah, like, that's Bart sucks in this episode because of those things. 
I have exactly those notes. The kiss is great, but undercuts it. Like yeah, that and it's beat like, for beat. Yeah. yeah. And you can't have a genuine attempt at heart and then ruin it like that. No, um, because the show is taken as a whole. Like the message mm, of the show is taken exactly. as a whole. It, uh, it's also mm. just, uh, there's no heart because nothing means anything. There were no consequences. No, and I also don't understand why this photographer fell in love. There was no reason for him to harbour such deep feelings for Abe that he obsessed yeah. about him for his entire yeah. life. Mm. So it's yeah. like the love for him isn't earned. Abe forgiving him or, you know, being forgiven by him isn't earned because apparently there's nothing to forgive. It's just shallow it's just because abe, abe said a line to him that mm. made him think that he was coming on to him and yeah. that was it that was apparently the the impetus for the entire thing i i also like this could take the episode in a completely dark murky territory and we've seen how much they've failed in telling this story so i i wouldn't like recommend it but there is something frightening about being kissed by someone that you don't want to be kissed by who hasn't asked you <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I did have that thought when Abe was kissed. Like, you know, it's happened to me a few times and it's it's unpleasant. Hmm. But it wasn't even about that. No, no, of course um, not. No, because uh, gay men don't express hmm. themselves with words. They express themselves <laughs> with kissing you on the mouth in the 40s. Isn't that just men a- in the 40s? Ugh. In general, <laughs> like I mean, they do have a callback to the uh, famous post World War II photo of uh, Abe kissing a nurse, and then she punches him out of that photo. Yeah, which, true. if you know the history of that photo, she it's did bad, not want bad, that bad. to happen. Yeah, um, no, yes, but it's there could have been an interesting commentary there mm. where it was, you know. Well, that's kind of what I meant when I said the. I feel like there was once upon a time a core of this because I like the idea that Abe has basically trauma of the idea that he's ruined someone's life, and back mm. then it was acceptable, but over time he's going to be like oh, shit, I didn't even really think about that. It's kind of just been mm. buried somewhere. It didn't end up working, but the idea was something. Yeah, I mean, to script doctor it, you've got to have there be consequences. You've got yeah. to have harmed him in some way. And sure, he can have fought back from that and be like, well, actually, I don't... It's nice of you to come, but, you know, I've moved on from it. I had yeah. to forge a path. Maybe he's an activist or something, you know? Mm. Have it mean something, not just have him just go oh, don't worry, it didn't matter to me. Mm. And that would probably give the art some purpose and drive as well, because the other thing that kind of bothers me is, like, I'd be very confronted in this situation to then see yeah, an entire gallery full of art of yeah. me, you of know? Me, yeah. it would, oh, Grandpa doesn't think anything of it. Yeah, don't go into our spare room then. <laughs> Why? Uh, no, and again, that could be explained away pretty easily. If this was just, you know, if the statue of Abe out front was just a reproduction of one work and he goes into this studio and there's actually a bunch of different works throughout his entire career and that was just when mm. he was an army man photographer, that's a way to explain away why that, mm. what that's doing there, but no. And also yeah. playing Philip Heflin in this episode was Brian Batt, who some of you might know, who played Salvatore in Mad Men. And who is oh, an openly right. gay man. Yes, he is right. an openly gay man. Okay, yes. I was going to well, say, because I did correctly. get a bit of a flashback to the episode of Mad Men with him in it, where he does get fired because one of the clients makes a move on him, he rejects him, and then the guy, other guy says, oh, he made a move on me, and he's fired immediately. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, I hmm. feel like this could have worked better had it been maybe like an old army buddy of Abe's, because yeah. I feel like for Abe to feel so threatened that there must have been a closeness there, or like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it would have worked better for me if Abe is our central character, then the conflict is happening with him within mm. him that this is a thing that he's got to triumph his own freaking bias yeah, yeah. it would have been nice to just have some nuance 
yeah. Yeah. Where's well, the, fucking the trouble is, is that you're lumping trauma and bias in together, and they're not the same thing. No. Mm. And you don't resolve your biases by resolving your trauma, right? You don't suddenly become an ally for queer spaces when, I don't know, if a gay man has hit on you in the past and you reacted badly to it, you mm. resolve that and suddenly you're okay with queer people. That's not how that happens. But also, mm. like... BT and Ellie, you might be able to answer this. All the way through the episode, Grandpa is like talking about his war stuff as if he's a coward. Is that a revelation that's happened in like new episodes or something? He always talks about how he runs away from battles. I always thought the implication was that he was a hard ass. Yeah, it was Grandpa was like a bad. Yeah, well, he was a commander, the, the right? Hellfish. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. in the flying hellfish. hellfish. In this episode, he's always talking about like how he's running away from battles. Like, there's a few jokes about it. It's varied across the years. Mm. You know, he's done the bit where he pretended to be in the. Uh, Cabaret show, yeah, uh, during World mm. War Two. Oh, but he's yeah. also taken sniper shots at Hitler, so you know it's varied. And also, yeah. like my main issue is that as soon as they introduce the, because he even says it, the the gay panic aspect mm. of the mm. the show, as soon as they introduce that. I'm immediately on edge because I don't trust the Simpsons to yeah. handle this in any yes. way correctly. So mm. I'm waiting to see how bad it's going to get. So I can't enjoy it entirely anyway because I'm going... Yeah, It's like giving a monkey a grenade. Yeah, yeah. it's much worse <laughs> to bring it up and then both handle it poorly, but then also just not do anything with it. Like he says gay panic and that's it. I mean, we, we have a, a knowledge of what that is, but that wording specifically is something that's so harmful exactly i was just gonna say this ellen like they don't seem to understand what that phrase specifically means no because the gay panic defense is what people have put up to justify killing people who have come onto them and won and got off and such laws people have had to fight very recently in australia to have those removed from the books, mm. even recently. Yeah, you know? it's not something to be thrown around lightly. And if you want to explore that story, but you want to kind of tread around it, then don't use terminology <laughs> that's so bad. You know, sometimes it's better to not depict stuff if you are not like satisfied that you're going to handle it properly. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> what the sad thing about it is that. Like, you could be told the episode's plot description and be like, oh, I don't trust modern mm. Simpsons to deal with this. No. But, like, when Chris, when we reviewed Homer's Phobia, we were like, a lot of this holds up surprisingly well. Like, there mm. are some mm. icky moments. Of course, it was a show about a homosexual in the 90s. Of course, they're not going to get some things right. But, like... Is that the Zap Zap episode? Yeah, that's with the John one, Waters. Yeah, the one with John Waters, and we we reviewed that one on the Simpsons Index. I was along with like that, and, and that was great. <laughs> like and subscribe, and go back to the view that uh, episode, and then subscribe to Baby Bin Media. But um, that was it was a great episode to talk about as as a queer man, and to talk about this one as well and compare them. Twenty years ago, they did a better episode about mm. gay men, and yeah. Homer Homer is very visibly like the whole thing for him from my memory of that episode is he's very clearly worried about his son turning gay. Is that awful yes but they address it yes and they actually resolve it yes because Mm. that episode had john waters consult yeah Mm. right i doubt that this episode had Mm. a gay man consult or write it and i am willing to stand to be wrong but i doubt that they um even if they are a gay man i doubt they spend a lot of time in queer circles because honestly like this is yeah. borderline homophobic kind of episode. I gotta be honest. The like, writer this of this yeah. episode yeah. was Michael Price, the co-creator of F is for Family, Bill Burr's animated vehicle. You know what? That explains a lot. 
<laughs> unfortunately. I, it's like you just spoke a different language. Uh, right I there. was about to say, I, I know that show you're referencing, but I've never seen it, so that was all I don't just mind. F is for family for other reasons. I think it's a well-put-together show, but it's certainly not progressive, mm. and Bill Burr certainly isn't. No, he isn't. So, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. This is a very straight man's perception of gay men. Mm. But ultimately, does this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Like, we just answered that, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, make like it, I'll make it short. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean speaks for all of us. <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, about it with the integrity. I, yeah. So let's try and do a speed round of what we'd like to change about this episode. BT, we'll start with you. Right. I think, again, I feel like there's a core of something here, but, you know, get someone in who knows what you, they're talking about to consult on this. Particularly for a moment, there's like a glimpse of something interesting where Abe has the line of, uh, oh, I'm going to go confront my greatest fear, someone who only has love for me. And it's like, given your response to like Mona and mm-hmm. your own son, yeah, that is a deep, dark well of Abe that if explored properly could be a stunning episode. It would not be easy, especially not to, in a comedy, but hey, there's something to explore there. Yeah. How about you, Sean? What would you like to change? Oh, God, I just wouldn't touch the episode, to be perfectly honest. I'd <laughs> Fuck it, hard pivot. Make it about corporate greed and, and how Grandpa's trying to fight to get this money that he was owed. Because I feel like you've yeah, got a so, better mm-hmm. chance of being able to kind of represent that episode fairly. And at least you're punching up at corporations rather than trying to handle material that you really have proven you can't do anymore. Yeah, definitely. And there's a decent misdirect in you think he has PTSD, but it's only the knowledge he was never paid. Mm. And I like that misdirect, that it was like, because you think that grandpa is going to be about war, and it's not. He was photographed. Like, that That stuff, cool, awesome. At least I feel like I wouldn't have that that concern of where you're going with it. I can feel a bit safer with the episode. Mm. How about you, Ellen? Look, just throw the whole thing in the bin. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind just, like, starting completely new, not carrying over anything from this episode. I wouldn't... I wouldn't mind seeing a nuanced exploration of maybe Abe's army days mm-hmm. and particularly like how that relates to his deep relationships with other men because obviously that was a time that you had to it was life or death and you had forged these really close strong bonds and I don't know I think there could be something really worth exploring there with a deft hand with nuance if you need to discuss an issue get people who you know have lived in experiences you know, are from that community and get them into the episode. I would keep, however, Marge's forest green dress and mauve lipstick fashion corner wink. <laughs> wink. Wink. How about, <laughs> how about you, Chris? What would you like to change? There's two episodes here that I think you could make. You could make a PTSD mental health uh, veterans episode where Grandpa is playing with toy soldiers and it's kind of half in his head, half in real life where he battles out the demons of mental health while also struggling with America's damaged mental health uh, system for veterans. But that's an episode. Or you deal with an ageing man confronting his sexuality. Maybe instead of it being a traumatic experience, it's a moment of exploration. Mm. Abe goes to find someone who kissed him. He reacted badly to, didn't out him or anything like that, but uh, goes out and says, maybe maybe this is for me. Resolves either way, like, him uh, as a, a straight man or as a, as a queer man, either way. Like Beginners with Christopher Plummer. Rip, it, rip Christopher Plummer. It's been done Great before. Film. Steal films. <laughs> <laughs> and Phil, what about you? What would you like to change? These will depend on how much we're going to keep. So, like, if we are going to go so far as to keep this interaction happening with this person from Mm -hmm. Abe's past and see what's happened to him in the interim, let's look at the actual experience of a gay man in America over 
that intervening time about the struggle they've had to gone through and the sometimes kind of less publicised struggle for recognition and rights. Obviously, the racial history in America is pretty charged, but mm-hmm. so is the history around discrimination to do with people's sexual orientation as well. So mm-hmm. why not, you know, instead of him just being fine and happy because he's going to live his truth, but <laughs> how easy is that? have it actually be about the consequences of these attitudes and what they've had, the impact they've had over the years. And then you could involve the younger generation of Simpsons a little bit more for the Simpson kids. It's not such a big deal for them. And they they can help teach the elder Simpsons to see the, the issues more clearly and from other people's point of view, perhaps. Yeah, because mm. that's what I hate about Bart in this episode because, mm. yeah, he's making uh, gay jokes and it's just like that wasn't him in Homer's phobia either. No. Like, he no. was very no. accepting in that. And like he, he, he makes just a straight-up you're gay ha-ha joke. Yes. Yeah. In 2019... Yeah, and I'm like, that doesn't seem like a Bart thing for yeah. a no. boy who is very confident in his own masculinity enough that he's a killer in pumps. <laughs> so, yeah, I would, I would involve the whole family, you know, mm. not just Abe. He's not a great character to, to centre the whole episode around, to be honest. No, no, that's right. And another thing I'd change, and it also leads into musical moments. Mm-hmm. There are just too many songs in this episode. Like, Grandpa gets that little song as he's singing in Texas, and there's no real jokes oh, yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Mm. Was that meant to be something? A parody of some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it, you, Elliot. It didn't land, whatever it was. It starts with Homer singing a parody of the Married with Children theme. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, I like the joke of the sprinklers on their yeah. lawn doing it. That was fine, but then I didn't need Homer singing it. It just went on too long yeah. and there weren't any actual jokes there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the stars of Texas montage and then the episode also closes out with another song. But the one musical moment that I did love, we got a little bit, uh, twice we got a little bit of Blue Rondo a la Turk by uh, Dave Brubeck. Brubeck. Yeah, yep. this song's in 9-8. It's Fuck a yeah. wonderful little time signature. I could not play it in high school and we only <laughs> tried it once because we were so shit at it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a motherfucking account. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, three. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, three. Anyway, music nerd corner over. All right, we are almost at the end, but now I need to ask, has anybody got any final notes? BT, we'll start with you. You know I do. Uh, let's see. Um, well, maybe we'll start with other people then. How about you, Alan? Do you have any other final notes? Um... <laughs> I already snuck in Fashion Corner, but wink. Uh, <laughs> wink. Dufflinks gave me a little bit of oh, Dufflinks a, was nice. a, a chuckle. Oh, yeah, the uh, like just drive straight. I was like, ha, that works as an Australian joke, yep. too. That was all. I was just like, yeah, we just drive fucking straight for like 12 <laughs> hours and we're still in Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, how about you, Chris? Any other notes? I thought the dress opening was quite nice, like just Homer doing up Marge's dress. That was mm. a sweet moment. Could we just have more of that, please? Um, and that more of lipstick. But the yes. follow-up with Marge doing up his suit and going no, harder, harder. No, come on. No, Not a fan it. of that. No, we didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> oh, don't know why. Um, the uh, DEF CON scene <laughs> was, was quite nice. The DEF CON hearing aid transition <laughs> oh, was, yeah. was very yeah. clever. Oh, I get it, it was now. very smart. <laughs> the radio. Uh, oh, God. The Geezer station? Yeah. No, Geezer channel. I quite liked that as <laughs> yeah. well. Oh, I um, fucking hated that. That was so oh, long really? and drawn out. Yeah, I did write down the old watching characters be bored is boring. 
Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, fair. I, I quite liked it's open. I think it may be outside it's welcome towards the end, but I, I, mm. I liked the premise. Um, <laughs> premise is good. <laughs> Watching uh, the radio. <laughs> and my wife took it well. I didn't mind that. Oh, yeah, her running immediately next door to yeah. her, her lover. Tonally and, you know, inconsistent, but it's, you know, a quick cut in terms yeah. of a joke. It's fine. And the, the final soldier's dancing scene. Had you created an entire episode out of that, that yeah. would hit yeah. really strongly. Like that one I pitched earlier. Yeah, if they'd been Abe's subconscious the whole way through, yeah. then yeah, that'd be something. Yeah, mm. yeah. other than that, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Phil? Any other notes? I quite liked the quick thinking of Bart to swallow the batteries on the remote. Jesus Just Christ. in case. Mm-hmm. Just in case he managed to turn the TV back on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. It's like Bart would do, and I cringed at the thought of swallowing batteries whole like a fucking pelican. <laughs> and, and I love that the tyre fire is still going. That's just the thing I yeah. like. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that'll keep going forever. It's in the backdrop. Yeah. yeah. The paint, the picture backdrop yeah. behind ABM. Yeah. It's like go. Silent Hill. <laughs> All right. BT, how about now? Have you got any other notes? You know I do. Abe says he uh, lay there in a puddle of his own dishonorable discharge. Yeah. I got, I got, oh, got a chuckle. Didn't mind that. Yep. Uh, there's a bit where they're talking about how good the photographer is and he says, oh, he's the best war photographer we ever had. And there's like a him taking a glamour shot of a woman It kind of zooms out. It's on the D-Day landing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sidekick. Yeah. It works. They refer to Texas as the reluctant home of Ted Cruz. <laughs> yes, they do. That. <laughs> and that is actually all of them. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, oh, wait, no. also like Homer stealing a little M&M guy as well. Yeah. Oh, sorry. An N&N. N&N. An N&N. An yeah. Uh-huh. yeah he, uh, even... one, of the, it's one of the workers in costume as a big N&N, and oh, that's what he's got under his... I yeah. didn't even see that. Yeah. Fuck. Also known as Nashal Nathas. Sorry, BT. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, are you proud of yourself? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just the end where mixed feels on this joke of Nelson, Millhouse and Bart playing army men, but it's far too real because they're all like, oh, should we build a church to make them forget about that school we bombed? I don't know. And the army didn't send us enough body armor. It's like, ooh, I, concept. Ooh. But yeah, a little too real to end. just cod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was such a weird button for the episode to yeah. end on. Like, yeah, very depressing. Yeah, it, they also made me feel like, oh, they didn't have enough material for this yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which is embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, my only other note was Abe had the line, I don't know whether he's going to punch me in the kisser or kiss me in the puncher. What is a puncher? I mean, in theory, your it's your fist. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, it, don't, it just, yeah, yeah, wordplay. I mean, yeah. it would have made sense if it was a pucker. Kiss yeah. me in the pocket. That would have made sense. But it, that would have been But it wasn't. <laughs> well, so. A Simpsons HD episode already did this joke as well, where I think it's Selma that says, Yeah, I don't know if you're going to knock me in the kisser or kiss me in the knockers or something like that. <laughs> that, <laughs> well, that, that works. Actually, and that, that works. That's a brilliant joke. Knockers are a thing. I don't know what a puncher and is. And it's a funny word. Yeah. Good yeah. on you, Selma. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. a puncher might be a lad's. It can't implement. be a dick. Could it be. can't be. <laughs> yeah. No. I've, yeah. I've owned one my entire life. I've never well, referred that's... to it as my puncher. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. I. You shouldn't either. No. Don't start my now. My puncher. Depends what you puncher. <laughs> you shouldn't be. 
touching anything oh. with your dick. <laughs> Dropped my drawers and pulled out the punch. That was a that was a gay <laughs> sex joke. But, it uh, is time to rank this thing. I just thought of the term hole punch and it got worse. Dear God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ass puncher. Oh, yeah. On the Simpsons index, we rank using our six point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. <laughs> Maybe if the episode was just meh, you give a participant. But for the good rankings, you're okay, bronze, good silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. I'll go first, let me show you how it's done. Uh Look, I'm tempted by failure because of how badly this episode handles some things, but like an okayish first act is bringing me up on it, and like so, I'm going participant is what I'm saying. Phil, what would you like to go? Uh, it's a failure for me. Um, there were just a couple of things in this episode that just the one I first talked about, the one that triggered the rant, the justified rant from mm-hmm. Chris, where um, there literally is no consequence for him being outed as a gay man. I think that is just a gross whitewashing of history given how much people have suffered historically just through no choice of their own, nothing they could help. And for me, that the episode can't recover from that, and that's why it's a failure. And Chris? It's a, uh, a failure on for me. I, I think it handles two things quite poorly, uh, mental health and being gay in America. Had it done one of those things and handled it poorly, this might be a participant because mm-hmm. there's some stuff and some ideas in here that I think could track. And I think at the heart of it, there's something that it wants to tell, but it executes poorly. I think probably from producer meddling or just someone who hasn't lived a gay experience. Ellen? Uh, yeah, failure for me. Not only is this episode like not a good story, it doesn't do anything super creative or innovative. The issues, the way that it handles, yeah, the really serious issues like PTSD, mental health, homophobia, it handles it in such a bad way that I think it could be really actively harmful to people watching. So bad, bad, bad. BT. All right, so those of you who are paying attention at the beginning said I I was mixed at best on this one, and I've gone through a bit of a journey on this entire thing. It's been an interesting ride, because I came in on about (laughs) a participant, because while I feel like it didn't handle it well, I think its core idea was at least interesting and, and an attempt at some kind of representation, even though they didn't do well with it. However, I kind of only noticed maybe a half hour ago, because this record is going over time, <laughs> uh, that something in that ending really kind of bugged me, and then I kind of figured it out, and it continued to piss me off, is that I've been trying to figure out how to put this together in words that are human. Uh, <laughs> Just screams um, into the mic. So, what's the guy's name again? The photographer? Philip Heflin. Yeah, so he has his whole, that was the best day of my life, because when I got fired, I decided from now on, I'd always live my truth from now on which in subtext implies that any kind of oppression he suffered was his own fault because he wasn't out and proud. Hmm. And that kind of, mm-hmm. and as soon as I realize that, I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just an accidental subtext, but it not only removes the pressure from Abe, because no, he had a fantastic life. It kind of then puts the blame on him. I don't think it was intentional at all, but the fact that this episode didn't think to write a better, more meaningful ending and that it ignored that little kind of bit there just just annoyed me just enough to tilt it into the pit of failure. Sean? Yeah, everyone said everything, but basically I just think it's this sort of episode and these sort of themes and ideas that after 30 years, Simpsons just can't touch anymore. They just can't. They don't. I just do not believe that they have the ability, expertise, and kind of wherewithal to juggle this sort of episode deftly. I just don't think they can and they shouldn't. So failure. Yeah, you guys have convinced me. <laughs> I said at the start that I was floating with failure, <laughs> and I'm just like... 
Yeah, <laughs> this episode's a fucking bummer. All right, guys, way to lay on the peer pressure. <laughs> Woo! Join us in the pit. <laughs> Join us. Also, that's a, an amazing name for your autobiography, Flirting with Failure. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, join us in the pit. <laughs> that's both awesome. both, are good. both good. I thought it's the follow-up. It was just going to be shiny failure, but you know. Yeah, well, that will make this one a unanimous failure. We are giving this episode the, the index finger. finger. Yeah. It'll be the fourth episode from season 30 to be called a unanimous failure it'll be joining Bart's not dead where Gal Gadot auditions for Bart's Christian movie yeah, about that, him. that was a oh, weird mess what mm. really glad you didn't get us synopsis. on for that one thank you Bart's Christian no I'm not even gonna unpack that no, yeah no, that's a no. it's a lot and tis the 30th season where the Simpsons have Christmas in Florida and it's boring and shit. And I want you, she's so heavy, where Homer breaks his back lifting Marge up the stairs and they blame Marge for being fat. That is not the crux of the episode. You <laughs> that keep doing that. That is absolutely what it, it is. It is not. <laughs> it's still bad and I still failed. But you misrepresent Some controversy the within the Simpsons index. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Hibbert and Homer blame Marge's weight for that happening. Yeah, for one second. It's not what the episode is about. <laughs> I feel like we're getting slightly off topic, boys. <laughs> is BT, is, yeah, like we haven't been doing that. <laughs> yeah, I know, true. but I'm steering it home. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, let's move on to the next episode. And I am blanking on the name of it right now because I don't have my fucking sheet in front of me. So <laughs> mystery. We'll find out when we return Whoa. after this little musical interlude. Woo-hoo. See you Nothing. then. <laughs> And we are back, and we just watched a Teens Era episode, and this was Season 19, Episode 17, right at the end of the Teens Era, Apocalypse Cow. First released in April of Ought 8, it was directed by Nancy Cruz, written by Jeff Westbrook. In this episode, Bart meets a cow that he really likes, and when he tries to get it to safety, he puts it on Cletus's farm, which is interpreted as a <laughs> marriage proposal to his daughter, Mary Spuckler. And chaos ensues. Hey, all, what did you think? Sweet Jesus. Um, Sweet Jesus. I think I didn't have too bad of a time. I came downstairs and Chris and Phil were watching it. It's just like, it's really telling when just no sound mm. happens when you're watching a TV show. Be different. Mm. It's my wa- second time yeah. watching it. So. Yeah. Not oh, even like, the crickets oh, right. are making sound. Why would no. you watch it twice? <laughs> I've seen it twice. Well, I watched it at home and then Chris was halfway through when I got here. So, oh, um, right. But I actually, I, I, look, I it had jokes bad. in it. Yeah. I had a much better time than last time because yeah. there was some amusing I will bits. say this was, I, I see the, the logic behind this show where you, you drag us through the mud and then you give us like a nice little cake at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's right. What about you guys? <laughs> Got to earn that cake. I had an all right time. I didn't mind it. It was a TV show that had jokes in it. I laughed and there was some animation and it was really nice seeing the old intro, not mm. that shitty yeah. new one. Yeah. It's got extra frames in it. That was. Nice. Creativity rather than that new fucking shitty one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird because Chris was just positive there for like, I don't know, like 10 seconds. I know. I needed, I, needed to was, we I needed to course correct on we that. We were all waiting. <laughs> what about you, Sean? I fucking hated it. Oh, really? <laughs> so <Same>. viscerally. <laughs> I know we'll get into this, but the first couple of minutes, I was like, oh. Oh, mm-hmm. this could be quite nice. And then mm-hmm. I just hated it more and more. And I almost dislike it more than last week's. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay. Is it because, bold, is it, is, so is that because of the issues of the, in the episode? It is because 
Because that's what I didn't yeah, like about it. Same. What I, you know what it is? It's that last week, even though there's a lot of shitty themes and a lot of like, and the way they address it, it feels like at least they're following a straight line. Whereas this mm. just feels like it's trying to grasp onto too many things and it wants, like last week's episode or 20 minutes ago, um, <laughs> is that it, it was saying shitty stuff, but at least it focused on the one shitty thing that it was focusing on. Whereas <laughs> this one just felt like it was trying to be too many things. Yeah. I just found myself thoroughly disappointed in it because yeah. it had yeah. more Look, legs than last week I thought this one got worse as it went yeah. along. Like, yeah, cows which is have weird two more because, legs. Pardon? Sorry, I made a stupid joke. It has more <laughs> legs because a cow has four Ew. legs. Hey. <laughs> All right, well, let's hook into the questionnaire <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll work out our feelings on this one, this very polarising episode. BT, we'll start with you. Mm-hmm. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? Well, I feel like you're going to know my answer to this because I started yelling it at the screen. However... <laughs> As a professional forklift driver for the past 12 years, holding a license for all that time and had not a single infraction, I can tell you that Bart's forklift operation is garbage. He doesn't perform a (laughs) pre-inspection. I don't care. (laughs) If he's learned to drive that forklift, he shows it the proper respect. He needs a proper pre-start inspection. He needs to wear a safety vest. He needs to put his seatbelt on. And then when he's carrying the cow, he has the forks all the way half the way up the mast. (laughs) That forklift is going to tip and hurt that child. This is nonsense. That is the wackiest bullshit I've seen on this show. That's my note. <laughs> he has stormed out of the room. <laughs> there, there is no way that anyone has ever approached this episode from that angle. Yeah, I was going to talk about some issues in this episode, but not that one. Yeah, I <laughs> deeply appreciate the fact that you said it as a, it was a mast. I've never yeah. heard that before. That's, I'm fucking Look, learning shit learning. on this podcast. And you know what? Bart it. needs to know those terms. Mast, lift assembly, back, load rest. These are all important factors of forklift operation. I guarantee you he does not know. The 4H club has let him down. <laughs> you called it a forklift operators would know this, right? Don't you guys yeah. have like a cool nickname? No, what? we're focused Forkies. on the job. What do you mean, like Forkies? Forkies or trackers. You know, you you know what I'm talking about, Forkies. right? They're a bad Cutlery. <laughs> Oh, I prefer to be a spoonie. The forkwits? <laughs> the I mean, that's quits. a good pun. I'll take it. <laughs> the mother forkers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, I was I young know. and reckless once. I did fork <laughs> stunt driving. I can pick up a 20-cent piece with a forklift. There's a oh, trick nice. to it. I can Shit. do it. However, that's behind <laughs> me. And uh, I would, like to, say, I would like to see a, 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 a story of safety <laughs> being preached here, is what all I'm saying. Uh, well, ranking as a failure on the OH&S index. Oh, my. Yes. He, he would have lost his license on the spot. <laughs> How about you, Ellen? What stands out to you for better or worse? Look, there were some jokes that I that I liked in this episode, but there's a bit where Bart goes to Martin, what's a tool like you doing on something like that? But I don't mm. understand why he didn't say, what's a tool like you doing yep. on a tool like that? Yeah. Total yep. missed opportunity. Tool Bart, like that doing something on cool like that. Yeah. I think he went for yeah. the rhyme instead of the no, insult. No, yeah. you go, like, because it's funny because it's tool, but you've yeah. been using it in but both contexts. I got, absolutely yeah. thought the same thing. Missed opportunity. I can't believe I had to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> bad on a forklift and bad on yeah. wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, you were saying you were quite favourable on the episode, Ellen. Yeah, there were some other gags that I quite liked. But yeah, that was the one thing that jumped out to me just looking at my notes now where I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And also I wanted to get in and say that I thought of that joke before any of you guys (laughs) (laughs) made the obvious joke. Yours yours was a script doctor. Yeah. 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 (laughs) How about you, Phil? What stands out to you for better or worse? 
So me, mine, mine is sort of tied into what my problems are with the episode. While I find, like, I did enjoy a lot of the gags and there was sort of a sweetness to the episode, I do like Bart-centric episode when he's showing his softer side mm. and, you know, they remind you that he's a 10-year-old boy and sometimes, you know, he does care for things. Not very often, as Lisa says. But my main issue was how they sort of danced around their own issue that they brought up. Again, really similar to what they did in the, mm. in the last one where they pull their punt to the last minute because... That is the cleanest fucking abattoir I've ever seen oh, in my life. Oh, God, it is yeah. a pristine, clean abattoir with bloodless meat everywhere. Mm. No one works there. <laughs> abattoirs, like earlier in the episode, I was like, okay, they're going to go to the abattoir. How are they going to handle this? Yeah, what are they going to do with this? Piles of shit and meat and piss and blood. And well, where people work. Where, where people a work. lot of people work. A lot work. of people well, work. BT, as someone who has worked in an abattoir for 12 years, can tell us all about <laughs> his With his abattoir license. Yeah, we call, we call us uh, tuaries. <laughs> Choppers. Abbots. Choppers. They call us abbots. Abbots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I felt like that was a really emblematic of their inability to land what they'd begun. Mm. That whole like, oh, he's going to fall into a big mincer when we just press the stop button. There's mm-hmm. nobody around. The cow suffering is kind of ignored. Mm-hmm. And then they just sort of hand wave it away with Homer being like, ha, 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 this was so horrible. I'm never going to eat meat except for all the meat I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the end. I and I was like, ah, you just the it. most obvious joke to do in that moment as yeah. well. Yeah. Like when yeah, yeah. he was approaching it going, oh, the laughter house, this will be fun. And it's, uh, it's I, been I wonder if Okja came out before or after this because it seemed like that setting like obviously it's based on other like kind of abattoirs but like the, the like him walking along the line trying to find his cow reminded mm. me a lot of the ending of Okja uh, right, except okay. obviously that is just like to make you feel terrible about <laughs> the conditions and the suffering of the the animals who well, they make some they glance at it a little bit you know with the cows piled or stacked in the thing you know mm-hmm. you just don't get to humanize uh, the cow and then not and they're not doing Okja came it. a lot after yeah uh, 2017 yeah yeah, yeah and they're not you can't humanize the character of the cow and make him have all this emotion and sadness and fear and then be like, oh, yeah, but no one's going to change. Yeah. yeah. Eh. How about you, Sean? What stands out to you for better or worse? You know what? It's the one thing that gave me a big pang of delight because I was so... <laughs> one of the things that disappointed me the most is I was sitting there through the whole episode. I was like, why is he not talking about having a cow? It's right there, Bart. It's right there. Use it. And then they waited until the fucking last second. And yeah, it did feel a bit forced, but just the endorphins Mm. that I got. (laughs) If they didn't didn't use it, it would have been an automatic episode failure. Yeah, wow. I would just drop it because I'm like, that's the bare minimum joke you can land, modern day Simpsons. There weren't any bears in this. I'll see myself out. (laughs) They had the bear tax. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you just like that. You know what? I'll take that joke. It's <laughs> pay it. He also didn't ever say cowabunga as well. I thought that no. was hilarious. Ah. What the that fuck? Okay, one. well, now Sean's immediately <laughs> failed it again. No, I'm leaving. <laughs> Those cowards. Moo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Chris, what stands out to you for better Are or worse? Are you saying moo or moo worms? I'm sorry, Ellie. Did you moo to fill the silence? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I really liked the two or like three montages that are in this episode. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Nice visual gags. There, were, there, there was a fair bit of cartooniness in this. I really enjoyed the combine half, harvester yeah. um, oh um, montage. Mm. Up until they got to the, the manure part, I didn't, wasn't a big fan of that. But uh, oh. You were a huge Pirates of the Caribbean oh. 3 oh, fan. It's just, it's, it's, 
lazy it's joke. It's a lazy joke. It? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's also a joke that doesn't travel well in time. Like, as the show ages, it gets worse and worse. It becomes, it dates the show. It right? takes yes. you out straight away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the rest of it, like, I did enjoy the Combine Harvester running over fish and turning it into mm-hmm. cubes of water and fish. That was quite clothes. And I did enjoy it folding the clothes. That was some and nice And ramping cutting. and stuff. It's yeah. so dumb. I love it. Was, it was yeah. silly. but And um, that goes there was a long way to explaining why Bart is doing this at all. Because for a while, I'm like, he doesn't like work. Why would he go to the 4-H club? He's like, okay, machinery and stuff. Yeah, okay. you get machinery. to stick around with heavy machinery. That's mm-hmm. quite fun. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that was one of the big things that standed out to me. Uh, that stood out to me, rather. Mm-hmm. Standard oh, I was going to say it. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, death death stooding. Death stooding. Stuck it in. What stood out to me? Um... <laughs> I was trying to get cow in there. Yeah, that's no, good. It's good. Uh, coward. Well, the other ending before the Homer <laughs> getting through the abattoir ending, uh, where Apu takes a cow and sends him off to India. I guess we assume. Oh. And oh. This, Bad joke. Is this a reference to Casablanca? And just so yeah. I can yes. say it, Casablanca. Yes, you can. Yes, <laughs> yes, it, uh, is. it is. Yeah, but for some it's reason, it's a classic movie. Ah! But for some reason, they're playing, I think, the French national anthem during this moment. What? Casa- Are they? Casablanca's in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> so they should have been playing some Toto. I don't know, man. <laughs> yes. Like, it was just I don't comp- know. I just thought that joke was a bit rich about them not getting food or medical care. It's like, well, Americans don't get well, that either. Yeah. Yeah. I was also just pretty racist. It was a bit racist. Yeah. 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 It was just, yeah, the first of two cop-out endings for this episode, which Mm. was kind of disappointing because I feel like I could have been a bit more favourable on it if they stuck the landing a bit yeah. better. Also, he has the line, Bart has the line of, here's looking at you, cud, instead of, here's, uh. here's looking at moo, cow, moo, moo kid. <laughs> Come on. He's looking at Lou. And even cat, even, oh. I mean, you didn't it's stick it either, line. but. <laughs> Play count. Who's seen this episode, BT? I didn't think I had, but I recognise that, you know, combine harvester section. So how yeah. many times the Simpsons have done that? I don't know. One, probably. How about the bearders? How many times have you guys seen this episode before? One and a half. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah oh. this is my yeah. first viewing and then my second half viewing. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah I've well, you've seen got half on me, Phil. I've just <laughs> seen it once. As I said, Elliot, like post-season 15, anything I've ever watched of The Simpsons is through your doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've done <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, we should blame you. This uh, <laughs> blame me. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's an uno muno for me as well. Fucking uh, hell. That was good. That was a, I'll pay that one. Yeah. I think we need a warning label on this episode now. Yeah, full of cow puns. <laughs> yeah. It's utterly terrible. Uh, Yay! And if the Hello. audience doesn't like it, they can just have beef with us. That's fine. Fucking hey. hell. <laughs> we are really raising the stakes here. Hey. Wow. All these puns, we all deserve a pat on the head. <laughs> look, look, I, I'm just going to grab the bull by the on. horns. <laughs> I think everything's going to bow fine, though. <laughs> Guys, let's move on, okay? Fucking let's just move hell. through this. <laughs> How is the wackiness in this episode? I give it four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's and it. In the episode, we're control. done. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to be kidding me. Uh, <laughs> it writes itself. This is fantastic. <laughs> this episode is better. This is all <laughs> bullshit, and I'm leaving. 
Uh, the wacky. Hey, I mean, it's, look, hey, it, yeah. it is pretty fucking wacky. Yeah, it's pretty I wacky. mean, it's yeah. pretty wacky. The roided up cow licks Bart's arm, cow lick, <laughs> um, and his hair, his arm grows hair. Loved yeah. that moment. So good. Yeah. And then you've got the whole hillbilly wedding. The Cletus thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know kind of how uh, problematic those jokes are for yeah. Americans, like I- how stereotyping they are. The one thing yeah. that I thought was okay was when they were contrasting the grubbiness of the hillbillies mm. with the fanciness of the wedding. Yeah. I thought that was a clever set of organizer. jokes, right? I yeah, did like organizer. that because yeah. wedding organisers will always be mm. like down to a T. Yeah, I've got two things like the joke about India and the bullshit classes. The classes bullshit, yeah. Jokes. Because it's just, it's mean uh, just about like, you know, people who are lower class and it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't feel okay during that I just part. Feel like I Cletus, really disliked Cletus it. Cletus in general just doesn't really translate well into the later seasons. Yeah. Mm. It made me feel super uncomfortable as soon as I was like, oh, fucking yeah, hell. Yeah, and the idea him. that they're all child brides and like. Yeah, it, gets, that, it, that, it treads some icky ground, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like mm. mud floor. It's just unnecessary. At least he wasn't making meth jokes this episode. I'll take Ye- solace in that because that's. Are you saying yeah. that? <laughs> Are you saying that marrying children off is better than meth? <laughs> it's a weekend. Uh, <laughs> that is not what he's saying. <laughs> it's just what was said. There's a difference. There's some good one-liners, though. There's some good one-liners, right? Mm. Smack. What was that for? Bart's in trouble. We don't want any of your smart <laughs> he comments. Takes it. Oh, he takes I it on the this. chin. I, I agree with you. I hate it. Punching, so punching Flanders is yep. one of the six notes that I have in my book I as a was, tick. I, I liked it. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> I liked what came before it, which was them trying to convince Maggie to eat her spit. I hated that game. I hated it. Just I liked, there was so no long. joke. I loved it. There was no it. joke. I kind of liked it because it was just, I like seeing Homer and Marge be a team and I mm. liked the silliness of it that they make this whole sock puppet show. <laughs> but uh, Jordan's anal corner. Jordan's anal corner. Homer is petrified of sock puppets. That's true. True. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's been established. Sock puppets. Where? Maybe, it, where? <laughs> maybe it's different when he's controlling it, you know? Maybe. Right. Ah. Maybe it's immersive therapy. <laughs> I really like the wackiness of the cow montage training scene. Yeah. Yes, I, I paid that. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. I really enjoyed that a lot. Doing like press up. Yeah. Oh, he's beating up the beef. Yeah. Beating up like, the beef. Very yeah. ironically. Yeah. 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 Beating meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was great. I also really liked the montage of when they're doing the 4-H activities yep. and then the guy who's in charge of it throws out the jelly sandwiches yes! to the table. Because oh, yeah. the yeah. they're like, feeding all the animals. And, and then, then <laughs> feeding the children. I thought that was a really clever, like, and it was a perfect, a lot of this episode has a lot of, like, the one, two, three punch mm. in times of jokes. Sometimes they land it. Sometimes they pirates of the Caribbean three it. <laughs> but those two were really good. They were yeah. nice, wacky moments. I'll tell you the wacky bit that I loved is and I know some people are going to hate it, which is why it's so juicy. Ooh, the right. trans, the trans clownomorphs TV show. Oh, I love oh, this. I loved oh. it. I felt that was written like the at me. Fuck out of this. <laughs> I, I bet look. you did. Yeah. Oh, as I, a, I'm as rather a really, neutral. As a lover of the original Transformers too, yeah. show, it felt really accurate. Oh. And it felt very much like it, it reminds me of the Chocoblock Hour from yeah. when the Simpsons mm. go to. Like it, it was done just well yeah. enough that it's a comment on like advertisement mm. and bullshit and all. That. Like I thought it was really cleanly done. Uh, I got yep. very bored during that. I think oh, we're very split down the middle yeah. this episode. Yeah. Aren't I we? liked it as it went on. I didn't like it when it first came oh. out, but as as the toy started talking to the kids and being like, "Buy my cereal, buy it, buy it, buy, buy it. it," I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm about yeah. this. I can I can fuck with this." Yeah. I felt like it was all worth it when Bart and Lisa burst into the kitchen asking Mum to buy the golf club. You know, <laughs> yes. like, yeah. I thought, yes. it adds power. It's a good 
But no, I thought it was kind of a retread of that Futurama episode where they did all the Saturday morning cartoons, even though this would have come first, but whatever. You can't retread yeah. ground it's forging. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it, it pre-treaded. Yeah. Bit of wackiness I want to call to, and I do really like that it's background only, is uh, when they're all picking which cow they're going to raise, Ralph ends up with a sawhorse, mm. and then oh, later yeah. on, he's still got it, and he's drawn a face on it, and it's yeah. like, and they, yeah. the fact they don't grind to a halt and point at it, I really just, I appreciate that a lot. I didn't notice that. That's, I I, yeah. I noticed, I noticed it in the first it, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't see him yeah. have the face on it. That's great. When you were talking about the cow montage stuff, there are a lot of really great visual gags just all up in that one area. But I really love particularly where Bart has the brand of Lou mm. and he and it looks like he's about to brand his cow, but instead he brands just a piece of wood that like becomes his little mm-hmm. collar, like his little tag. Yeah, thing, yeah, it's very cute. And I was like, oh, that's the kind of sweetness I needed more of in this episode. I really enjoyed the hippies, the cow liberators. Oh, oh. solar panel. <laughs> solar panel and Compost. 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 Yeah. Uh, thank you, Mother Fence. Because of exactly, thank you, Mother Fence. Because I thought that was fucking great. And they didn't dwell on those characters. They didn't become the focus of the rest of the fucking episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which was great. Like, dump on them. They're like, they're a bit earnest, but they mean well. <laughs> Your yeah. code name is Lisa's, Lisa's brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> this moment as well reminded me of an old movie called Fast Food Nation. I don't know if any of you guys saw that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard of it. It starred Avril Lavigne. What? And they bust open a fence to try and, yeah, liberate cows, but they just don't want to move. Like, fucking pun unintended. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I I was wondering if, yeah, this moment was calling to that movie. Maybe indirectly. I think it was just a really cute moment of uh, Mm. them being like, thank you, mother fence. And I'm like, (laughs) great. Very cool. I love the double Tress McNeil joke. I really like that one. I liked the first one. I didn't like the second one. Yeah. It was so odd. Yeah. Tress McNeil is a person in The Simpsons. Mm. Yeah. 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 I like, I think it's a one off thing. I was like, oh, that's cute. That's funny. And then they went back and I was like, oh, it wasn't funny well, enough to go I didn't mind them again. calling it back. Mm. Would have been nice if it followed rule of three. Yeah. yeah. Like either yeah, yeah. three or. So the third one's like, I don't know. Tress McNeil Tara shows up Strong or something. Or something, or yeah. like it's, it's a completely different voice actor. Yeah. That, like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's also a very prolific Futurama <laughs> voice actor as yeah. well. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, and easily up there with just one of my favourite voice actors of all time. Like, God, Tress is so awesome. Mm. Um, But on the opposite side to the wackiness, how about the heart? Did we care about the emotions in this episode? No. At the beginning, for me. In the opening, for me, yes. Because I thought, like, here's my problem is, it went immediately downhill for me as soon as the Cletus stuff comes into play. And from that Mm. point on, I immediately didn't buy anything that happened with Bart and the cow, really. Like, and especially the way they don't stick the landing. Because the problem is, is that by the time you get to him sending him off to India for some fucking reason, is that because they, instead of making it like a nice somber moment, they go for the the Casablanca reference. I'm like, but you're making a reference instead of having a nice heartfelt goodbye. That kind of encapsulated for me what the point of the heart was. It was just in service of making jokes. And so Mm, I thought for me, they they lost the ability to kind of really capture that feel. They were mm. like treading a line, but they fell off it, right? They didn't yeah. quite keep all the way along, yeah. I think they fall off it really early when uh, Lisa puts the CD under yes. his bed. Yeah, yes. it yeah. seemed very cruel. At about that mm. point, I was like, okay, so this isn't going to be as sentimental an episode mm. as I was originally led to believe. Not that I didn't have a bunch of bumps in there, but like 
not as me- it didn't gear itself around that. Yeah, I feel I, like they let themselves off the hook. I totally agree mm. with you, Chris, because like when he was at home and when he was crying, I really did feel for Bart a lot. And I think mm. similar to you, Phil, I really like when Bart is just a sweet little boy and is allowed yeah. to do that. But like, I was like, what a perfect opportunity for Lisa and Bart to actually come together mm. and be united yeah. on mm. the same front. And even if Bart continues to eat me, like. That's fine, and that happens to people all the time. People who love yeah. animals still eat them. But it would have been nice for her to see that her brother was struggling, know that they're working together. She has her hippie friends. Like, it would have been really nice. And then from there, we get all the hillbilly jokes, which seem very cruel as well. And also, when, when they found Lou in the abattoir, this is just like a little tiny little thing, but he looked kind of happy. It's yeah. like, no, you should see that your cow is like scared and upset and then you get to rescue it and then it's a big cathartic thing because you bring it out of the really awful place. But all that you kind of comment on is that its food's been laced with growth hormones where it's like, mm. you know, it would have been nice to have him like really shaky and scared and Bart go, Lou, Lou, and then it's like this nice little reunion. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's why yeah. it's so disappointing that they diverted away from the cow story and had a quicker side to have a wedding episode where yeah. Bart marries Cletus's kid and yeah, it was just a vehicle for all these cruel hillbilly jokes basically with where one of the kids has a tail and then there's the old diabetic fucking character which I hate. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Never, didn't you like diabetic in the first appearance? I appreciate <laughs> the pun, but it's okay. It's a good pun. Yeah. But it's still cruel. Yeah. Mm. But also, uh, did you guys happen to catch who was playing Mary WrestleMania Buckler? Fucking, fucking Zoe Deschanel. Zoe what? Deschanel. Oh, really? okay. yeah. oh, right. The new girl herself. Well, and you know what? That's actually a positive thing from the episode for me is because what I'm so like hardlined to think about New Simpsons is whenever they bring in mm. a voice the guest actor, voice, they play they themselves. Play, they play themselves and they really fucking put a spotlight on it. This reminded me of when they got Lisa Kudrow in yeah. to play mm. DMY. Don't mess yourself. It's so super like, understated. <laughs> and you just yeah. don't, I didn't recognize it was her for the longest time. Yeah. And that's I mean, her real middle name. Mary. WrestleMania. <laughs> I like that. I didn't joke. mind the character of Mary as well. Like, it would all be nice the if she had more to do. Well, yeah, all the yeah. jokes about like Cletus's family were pretty, you know, punching down. But they didn't really make a whole joke out of her. Apart from the, that, the people don't respect the her. The stuff around but. the wedding was fine. Yeah, I thought like coming from a pretty working class family, like that's celebration of culture. The stuff before punching down, yeah, the stuff during the wedding where it's the the guy. The, I did like the. But something... it's a fancy version of that's yeah. right. That's, yeah. that's celebration I like of culture. That that's it's that's more abs- largely positive. That's more absurd as well. Yeah. Like there's something borrowed. Oh, like, I, I hated I, this. It was so laboured and shit. So did I. I didn't like that, but the something borrowed got me where it was just like uh, an opossum right. and I was like, all right, you get a something smile old for the was party. Something stood. <laughs> yes. Waka waka. That uh, lost me again. Yeah. But the, I but the possum that. around her neck mm. made me done tear up a bit. There <laughs> were just little moments of where I felt the heart like bursting through. There were like little simple moments, especially the early part. Just when, when Bart says... Oh, that's perfect. It rhymes with moo. It's just lovely. It's not really a gag. It's just nice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can have nice things just as a treat. Or when um, (laughs) Mary wraps Bart and Lou in the little blankie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, when they're bonded. That was a nice little moment. Yeah. Even um, Bart listening 
to Homer explaining about Dean Martin. <laughs> like, <laughs> it wasn't that funny, but I was kind of like, this is kind of nice that Bart is having a nice little yeah, moment with his doing dad. Doing something and, almost normal. Yeah, re-beaning yeah. the chairs. Yeah. That is fucking relatable because I had <laughs> bean bags growing up. And, like, you'd have to fucking go get the whole big bags of beans and then try and fill them up with a funnel and your dad would spill them everywhere. In a funnel, you put the bag in the other bag and you, it's all right. It's it would a, spill out. It's the whole thing. And one time I lost my mouse in there anyway. Like a pet mouse or yeah. a computer mouse? No, my pet mouse. It was on my shoulder and it, like, got into the bean bag. And I was like, holy fuck, this might be how my mouse dies. He was fine. BT, was there any heart moments for you? (laughs) Sorry, I was engaged with that story. Go on, Ellen. I was just about to ask Ellen, did you have any similar awful incidences making banana bread? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Did the mouse make banana That's the other thing that they have to do. So Lisa makes banana bread while um, Bart and Homer are rebeaning. Oh, I totally fucking forgot about that. (laughs) No, I have not. Did the mouse survive? (laughs) (laughs) No, he. I. I just like very luckily kind of grabbed him out, and he lived a long three years, which is. No good for a mouse. Oh, but in answer yeah. to Shaw's BT, question. BT, what about the heart moments for you? <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, this Interrupt thing. my segue. Uh, no, I feel like it's <laughs> already been covered Sean. specifically in... No um, one's going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Burn. Uh, even in the sense of, yeah, that last moment where they're like, okay, you just imagine the writer's room. They're like, okay, guys, we've got this emotional moment where a young boy is saying goodbye to his beloved pet. It's going away forever, but it's saving his life. What do we do? Humphrey Bogart impersonation. Yeah? Yeah? Mm. Cold and disconnected? Yeah, that's what we're doing? Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not, like, do a rip-off of Flipper or something? You know what? I don't know. It'd be a weird-as-hell tie-in, but he was talking about, what, Dean Martin at the beginning of the episode, wasn't he? So maybe yes. Bart, at a moment, steals himself and goes, like, Dean Martin, you just do it in one take, Bart. Let's go. <laughs> it's not oh, good, yeah, I mean. but at least it ties into something. And gives that opening bit some point. Uh, but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons, and did the characters feel like themselves? The characters felt like themselves to me. Yeah, nothing's a betrayal here. Mm. Yeah, the yeah. like plot itself felt yeah. a bit muddled and they didn't get to pay off the emotion that they had kind of set up for themselves. Mm. Yeah, I recognise the characters for sure. I know it seems muddled, but for me, this feels like like a lot of what Simpsons episodes do, which is they start in one direction, take a bit of a left turn and yep. you get to the real thing that's happening in the episode. And then take a couple more left turns and then they go <laughs> yeah. back. In. So that felt quite familiar. Sometimes it works better than others. This, because of some of the divergence, don't work too well. But I feel like the beginning of like, they watch too much TV, so no more TV, too much advertising, you've got to do something else. And mm-hmm. while doing something else, Bart sees something that sets him off for something he wants to do over the summer. Feels like classic Simpsons structure to me. So for me, it felt like structurally a Simpsons episode as much as the characters did. Yeah, mm. Characters felt maybe a tiny bit watered down, but generally I thought they were pretty right. Mm. Lisa to me is the oh, big one yeah. where yeah. I'm like, I don't buy this. I don't think she would use that sort of tactic to convince someone of being a vegetarian. Like mm. it just you know doesn't it, feel right. You know what it is for me is I think oh, why I agree the characters are kind of roughly staying to where they should. For me, it's kind of the first, they've just opened the door a crack for what would eventually be them becoming the parodies of what made mm. them themselves. Like similar to how you see Homer just being a big, like just jerk ass Homer. Jerk ass, unintelligent Homer. Whereas like it's the beginnings of, ah, oh, Lisa's just a 
random mean vegetarian that just does weird tactics. Like it just feels yeah. It's manipulative. Yeah. 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 Beginnings of that. Yeah. yeah. And PT, yeah, mm-hmm. as you always like, they started out the episode watching television. Yeah. Yeah. But I did sort of feel like this was erring more on the sketch show side of The Simpsons that mm. would also be problematic in the HD era. I agree. There's no real character betrayal mm. as much, but yeah, it's a bit of a caricature though. Yeah. It does yeah. feel like a halfway house between the classic stuff and the HD era. It, you can see yeah, totally. mm. where it's going and where it's been. And it sure. seems like they can't mm. do all the characters at once. Mm. Like Bart for me is really present and true to kind of form in this episode, but then everyone else has to be like a silly parody to compensate somehow. Whereas like, I feel like in old classic Simpsons, you had everyone kind of firing at the same Kind of dig Homer level. in this one. Mm-hmm. Homer's pretty good. <laughs> Socking Flanders right in the middle of the face. It's I, pretty fucking violent out of nowhere. My favourite Homer thing is where he gives, it's like a classic Homer thing to give like the wrong takeaway from a situation, yeah. but is still like accidentally insightful. And he says, well, let, <laughs> let this be a lesson to you. Don't form attachments. Never work. Don't form attachments and don't be a cow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, that's classic Homer. It's <laughs> stupid, the wrong take, but actually... Yeah, it's got a point. Don't, don't, don't be a cow. Don't be a cow. Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Laundry. Mm, no. I wouldn't skip it. Yeah, I wouldn't skip yeah. it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't actively it. put it on. Yeah. No, but I don't actively watch The Simpsons. It's yeah. a weird yeah. reference point for me. If a podcast Maybe. made me, I'd watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> if you asked us to revisit it, sure. Yeah, that's Yeah, right. we'd do it for you. I would not go Aww. out of my way to watch this, but if it was no. on, I would sit down and watch it. Oh. Yeah, me too. I yeah, wouldn't. So, I wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't background noise. I would sit down and watch it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Episodes that we might tolerate again. Uh, we like to think about what playlist we could put them in. What are some other Simpsons episodes that would pair nicely with this one? References to the Four H Club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there are no children here. Am I so out of touch? No. It's the children that are wrong. <laughs> Lisa the vegetarian is the obvious pairing. Yeah. Mm. That, I was. Yeah. I was going to yeah. talk about that. Oh, one. Yeah. Yeah, Pair yeah, it with a uh, Stampy. Bart oh. gets giant animals. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, Bart or Lisa with animals. Like, I think Lisa getting the mm-hmm. horse or yeah. or, or mm. them getting, um, what's Pitchy. the fucking, what's uh, Bart's <laughs> badass horse that ends up in that horrible oh. jockey episode? <laughs> Duncan. Yeah. Duncan, there we go. Just stop that episode at the halfway point, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. The fucking jockeys, the elf jockeys. Oh, man. Recently reviewed, we also tie in with Bart the mother. Oh, where he takes care yeah. of the little oh. bird's eggs. Yeah. Well, yeah. lizard eggs. No, they came yeah. out of a bird's nest. Ergo, they are birds. <laughs> <laughs> or like another like animal rights one or like kind of nature mm-hmm. rights where Lisa, Lisa stays in, in the, the tree, tree for a week. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. The kids having great. a stand. I was actually genuinely surprised when she said, oh, my hippie friends are here to help me that it wasn't that guy from that episode. A really attractive... Uh... Yeah. Didn't he, wasn't the voice like a boy band star? I don't think they no, get him again. No, it was Josh something... Uh, God, he was in Cruel Intentions and yeah. Dawson's Josh Creek. Wait, Wait, Dawson's Josh, Creek. It Josh Hart. Yeah. No, not Josh Hartnett. No, he's, Josh Hartnett. Oh. he's a he's another he's guy kind of similar like young actor. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Joshua Jackson. That's the one. Ah. Uh, I don't know who that is. No, <laughs> All right, so let's get into fixing this episode up. Ellen, we'll start with you this time. What would you like to change about this episode? I think I already suggested it, but I don't know. I'm losing time here. Basically, I would like it to be. Like, I would just cut the whole hillbilly wedding. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. You could kind of pair it more with that horse episode where Bart has to actually kind of really struggle to figure out, I don't want this one to become meat, but I don't know what to do with it. How do I find it a good home? 
I was just focused on, yeah, Bart and his cow and how to figure out how to make it a real strong sibling connection. So have Lisa and Bart actually like really come together and they obviously have differing sides on this, but like this is a good opportunity to talk it out. You know, like they can have different opinions on whether they will still eat meat or not after having a close relationship or like, you know, emotional bond with an animal. I just would have done that. Just cut all the hillbilly and racist shit. Yep. How about you, Chris? What would you like to change? I would pare down the hillbilly stuff. You only really need like the wedding scene, I think. Make it a stop off rather than eliminating it completely. Maybe Cletus is having a wedding and they can hide the cow, maybe. Or maybe that's where the cow goes for the ending. I don't know. It's like one idea they have that doesn't work out. Right? Yeah. 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 It's in a sequence of three or four. Yeah. Rule of three yeah. or something. You know, they go to Cletus, they go to, I don't know, two other places where they try and a hide the A petting zoo. Yeah, uh, yeah, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. Or like yeah. an animal shelter and the animal shelter's like, we're full of cats and dogs. We can't take a cow. <laughs> yeah. uh, We've already taken or... your damn elephant. What else do you want from us? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Run, like run by, the cow and run dress it up gill. as an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all you need to do is scratch the part where Lisa puts a DVD or a CD under the bed, turn mm. that into like an extra five or six minutes of Bart and Lisa talking, experiencing, living with comedy, the life of a vegetarian, see from Bart's perspective how hard it is, and you can still have Bart come out the other end of being a meat eater. Mm. Like yeah. He doesn't yeah. have to flip to vegetarianism. But he uh, can make little changes like not yes. stirring his lemonade yeah. with a sausage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but maybe we can actually glance at real-world things and say what are some actual changes you can make. Yeah, yeah. more ethical More meat. ethical choices, yeah. 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 It's just like people that have a respect of knowing where their meat comes yes. from. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a haranguing about everyone must become vegetarian, yeah. but to ignore the issue entirely is... Yeah, if you're setting yourself up, you shouldn't. And is that what you'd change, Phil? So I'd go with those changes, but I would just definitely make sure we do not go to an abattoir. Mm. I do not think it's a good place for The Simpsons to end up because they have to either do blood and shit and tired abattoir workers and really look at the horror of it, which obviously they're not going to do. Or misrepresent mm. it. Or misrepresent yeah. it as some weird, clean factory place where the cows just passively go to They've the They've already done it, but like better in Lisa the Vegetarian where they yeah. have the like um, the ki- uh, propaganda yeah. for yeah. the meat consumption. And yeah. it's just like this weird sanitized version yeah. of like, you know, cows come yeah. in. And, and the kid goes in and comes out traumatized. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Don't worry, Jimmy. It's not really a floor. It's more of a metal grating that allows material <laughs> to sluice through. That's so much better, right? It's yeah. dark, yeah. but if you tread the line, it's so much better than this mm-hmm. version, which just feels like cowardly. And I would just... Uh, <laughs> hey! 20 points. Uh, <laughs> Sean, what would you like to change? Honestly, it's going to be a lot of the same. Like, And because and I was thinking, having a conversation between Bart and Lisa about, like, because, you know, she finally gets to talk to Bart about why she's a vegetarian and what that means for her and why it's important to her. And you're right, Bart doesn't need to go the whole hog, but he can huh. meet her halfway. <laughs> but meet her. her. Where do you get the, where do you actually get like the extra time? Is you pare down that couch gag that went for fucking ever. It was so long. Oh, yeah. Like that's what, what you get. What was this? Was this a preview of Disenchantment? Like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's where you get an entire like extra minute, or which mid-summer. can be a full monologue. <laughs> yep. Mm. And you don't like actually have some sort of heartfelt goodbye between Bart and the cow because you can earn it. Not mm. everything has to be a reference, especially if it's a reference without a reason. Mm. Um, mm. Because that's where Pirates 3 comes in. Like, yeah. It's not a show about making commentary about fucking Johnny Depp films. Yeah. Like, fuck it. I don't need it. Yeah. And it dates itself so quickly. Like, just 
Get rid of all those unnecessary references. Fuck Cletus right off. I don't want him anywhere near this episode. I really wouldn't have Zoe Desh. I don't think I would have that character in. I think it can be very much Bart and Lisa-centric without having Mary WrestleMania Scarlett (laughs) Johansson in. I don't know what her name was. (laughs) Take her out. And I think it can just be another lovely Bart and Lisa learn a lesson episode. Mm. How about you, BT? I'd like to make a collage of everything that was just said. Um, I think you could cut out a lot of like the padded, padded jokes. You could possibly then use a B-plot. If you're going to have Mary in this, have her more often because I completely forgot she was a thing until she was reintroduced yeah however because all those things were already kind of mentioned i'm going to go the other direction because this is called apocalypse cow why not have the entire thing be a parody of the movie apocalypse now where bart <laughs> has to travel up the river with his cow and he's trying to find ways to liberate it as he goes when he finally gets there he sacrifices it like they do in the movie but at least it dies by his hand wow that's dark, <laughs> that is dark. it's based off a book called heart of darkness what do you want <laughs> Yeah, look, as it, uh, what I'd change, this is kind of the difficult thing when you've got a six-person panel, is that, yeah, <laughs> all the good ideas have been taken, but yeah, it's... Yeah, the wedding was just an unnecessary diversion in this episode, which could have been told a lot yeah, better that, and a lot more concise. That's when you throw out a really bad idea, Elliot. <laughs> I want him to have even worse OH&S on the forklift. <laughs> no! I want Lisa to be riding on there that gas can so that goes dark. on the back. No! Oh, God! <laughs> Someone gets pierced by the tines of the fork. Oh, God, no. <laughs> that's what'll happen if without proper safety. <laughs> BT OH&S consultant. I want this to be a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the O&H uh, strikes in various TV and film. I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, it would be like, are you listening to this at work? Well, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you distracted your job. <laughs> All right, we are here. It's time for final notes time. Phil, we'll start with you. Do you have any other notes about this episode? Changing Wikipedia. That was my other joke I wanted to talk about, where he's like, oh, well, Wikipedia says he prepares really hard. He's like, don't worry, we'll change it when we get home. <laughs> That's a really good joke. <laughs> I can just imagine Homer just like gleefully editing all sorts of silly different things in Wikipedia to be completely wrong and dumb. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I actually really tried going way. through Wikipedia like when we were a few weeks into this podcast and mm-hmm. adding into the reception section of all the Simpsons episodes. The Simpsons Index gave this episode a shiny gold. <laughs> Immediately got taken down Aww. and uh, got struck Which with the warning. bullshit because it's but correct. But it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the thing shot. is, like, the I person know. who's responsible can't be the one who's editing it. So if someone yeah. else on our behalf were to edit wink. it, wink. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not a fashion corner wink. No. I was gonna say, is that me? Speaking of Ellen, do you have any other notes? Segway. Just the one joke I haven't touched on when he thinks that Lou is a girl. He's like, oh, I no. thought. It was peeing out the nipple. It's <laughs> <laughs> so innocent. I love it. It was a very funny joke and I liked it. Uh, how about you, BT? Any other notes? Yeah, of course. Who do, you, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> I, I have very mixed feelings on Cletus's kid stabbed in jail. That, that was its name. Hated it. Hated it. So obvious. I, I, I did laugh. I have the, to admit. Yeah. The name was bad, but I like the kid is like sharpening a stick. He's like, oh, we'll see who gets stabbed. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good for you, kid. You don't take that fate lying down. <laughs> <laughs> you don't let the world tell you who you are. They have a hillbilly version of the wedding march that sounded quite good. Oh, yeah. And I believe that is all my notes. Elliot J. Neal. How about you, Chris? Any other notes? I really enjoyed Cheese's genocide as the callback from the hippies. <laughs> I really quite enjoyed Milk that. Is murder, Milk is murder. Cheese's genocide. genocide. <laughs> because it's such an overstatement. I love that. 
the I said love not lust from Cletus doing oh. the, the jug. Hated like this. And of course Hated the jug that. song was Homer's uh, uh, jug song. Yeah, this I, was I, a I totally it. worse version of the uh, Never Stop in the Middle of a Hoedown. Yep. Um, I, I quite liked that. Even, I saw it coming, but I really enjoyed it. The Hillbilly yep. Welling, something stew. I did enjoy that. <laughs> we are um, two different people. <laughs> and the WrestleMania as a middle name, great. Yeah, yep. I like yep. that yep. too. Don't need to hear from the woman because the man's already spoken and we're accepting <laughs> the wedding. I was like, that's very funny. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's not very comfortable, but it is a little funny. bit funny. It's, it was a bit funny. It's good commentary. No, it's not no. meant to be comfortable. It's it's and to be the funny. way they phrase it is perfect. It's like, and as we don't need to hear from the women folk. Yep. Yeah, it's just like, uh, yeah. really hated the cow getting caught on the tree. Really hated the phone being turned off and then turned back on again. Oh, being lampshaded by Marge. Yeah, yeah, didn't yes. like didn't like that at all. That uh, that's fucking sucked. And I thought the ending was really nice. Yeah, abattoirs need to be depicted more in children's cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Sean? Any other notes? I only have one note, which is the only other fake out joke that I really enjoyed, which is when he gets the branding of Lou, and you think it's going to go into the cow, and then he goes to the beside the cow yeah. and brands a little. Didn't Ellen just mention that before? Did yeah. you? Well, that's the only note I've got, and I'm going to say it. So uh, as, as we've already heard from the men. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Well, that must mean it's time to rank this thing. <laughs> and Ellen's turn to go first. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> might give it a bronze. Big old bronze. Yeah, like I had, I had a few chuckles. Like there were some uncomfortable bits, but I didn't find it super egregious because it steered more into like, absurdism the india joke was bad 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 i won't like gloss over that but there were some laughs there were some good tries it just could have been so much better definitely how about you bt uh, i'm gonna just straight participant i'm gonna struggle to remember this tomorrow i was struggling to remember parts of it while we were talking about it mm. i will remember <laughs> all our fantastic cow puns however those <laughs> were all blue ribbon oh. <laughs> thanks for the memories ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit how about you phil well, I, yeah, I'm on that line between participant and bronze. I was really hoping I'd be later down the list. Um, <laughs> so I think because the back half of this is so weak, it drops it down to participant for me. I think failing to stick the landing is, for me, what, what stops it being bronze. If it was just like a nothing episode and it ended kind of, all right, okay. It was just like, uh, no, I didn't. There was so much more to be mined out of it where they could have had made a compromise about mm. how we can look at our meat more ethically, right? And instead of just hand-waving it away and, and forgiving everyone for not changing. So I think by missing that opportunity, it gets participant. And Sean? Yeah, it's going to be a participant for me as well. It just I just don't think it's a particularly good, smart and intelligently thought out or written or executed episode. It's not egregious enough and, and super offensive that it's going to be a failure, but I just I just really think that they had the beginnings of something that could have been really effective and they just didn't know how to handle it and couldn't help themselves. They had to mm. chuck in mm. the references and the bad jokes and, and, and they really undercut themselves when it came to actually yeah. having serviceable emotional moments. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, Luke, this is a participant for me as well and it's a shame because, yeah, I was having a good enough time in the first mm. act of this one. It's just, it dropped off so dramatically and so disappointingly that, yeah, participant sort of feels right for me. And Chris, could you please finish it off? I will with a bronze. I didn't find the back half nearly as bad. Uh, I thought it was not great, and there were certainly some like negative things there. 
but I think uh, the front half kind of managed to balance that. And in like the episodes that we talked about in the playlist, those would be golden cubic episodes. So I think mm. I think bronze is about right. There's not nothing there. So it's for me not participant, and it's not offensive. So it's not failure. It's bronze. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I like this overall ranking for it. This one is a shiny participant. Mm. And the first episode from season 19 to get a shiny participant. It's mostly a lot worse than that. (laughs) (laughs) I could imagine. (laughs) Thank you. It was weirdly spacious inside that cow costume. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All the legs. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's very strange. a talented guy. Yeah. He's a good puppeteer. Oh, well, we, we saw with the sock puppet. Yeah. Puppet. Hey, it paid off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You all have earned it. I've definitely put you through the ringer on this one. Oh, the next episode. Sean, Yay! what Yay! are we watching, mate? Yay. You only moved twice. Thanks, Scorpio, baby. Mm-hmm. Give me Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> fucking sorry. Simpsons episode of all fucking yeah. fucking time. Such a scam move. that we're on. I'm enjoying this episode. Move. You only to... move twice, of course. <laughs> hey. Hey. I might have to like watch this alone because I'll like quote everything and ruin it for whoever yeah. I'm watching it with. Just do a dramatic reenactment. <laughs> right, he's got it. Alright, so we're gonna go watch that. We will be back. We are back and we just watched our classic era episode and fuck what a classic this was. This was season eight, episode two, You Only Move Twice. First released in November of 1996, it was directed by Mike B. Anderson, written by John Swartzwelder. In this episode, you know this episode, The Simpsons Moved to Cypress Creek and Hank Scorpio is fucking amazing. Guys, what'd you think? It's amazing. I mean, it's the treat that we deserve. We're all looking at Chris now. Why are you looking at me? Because you said you, you, haven't you said didn't anything. like it. You much. said you weren't going to be on this podcast because you hated it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like this episode. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, the jig is up. The king of controversy. Well, we'll start with you then, Chris. For better or worse, what is a moment from this amazing episode that stood out to you? <laughs> um, there's a there's, there's a lot. Um, yeah. I oh, <laughs> a lot. It's so hard mm. to pick. <laughs> Not one moment, but like kind of a narrative device that is each of the four Simpsons characters have such a unique and kind of tailored response to the move. Yeah. Uh, with Lisa, it's an ensemble episode. It, it? it is. Or mm. it's not ensemble in that everyone is actioning the yeah. plot or moving the plot forward, but it's an ensemble in that each of them is given time and space and that none of them feel left out or like secondary or underutilized is probably a better way. I remembered that not being the case, and I'm glad to discover that it is the case. Proven wrong. I like to be proven wrong. It means I'm learning. Aww. Yeah. Awesome. Good on you for learning. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, no, it is a really amazing thing that this episode does in that they can completely displace the Simpsons from Springfield and then also have time to give them all a story. And then also have time for Hank Scorpio. like. <laughs> and Hank Scorpio needs a lot of time. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Like, there is a lot of episode in this episode. Oh, my mm. yes. Oh, my God. So much episode. <laughs> There's three times more episode in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and, Sean, you're uh, putting forth uh, early your feelings towards wanting to review this episode for the Index. That Hello. was the best way I could have said that yeah, sentence. Yeah, I understood that. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, we won't take it again. No, That's never. Everyone misses the... This is the new speak. This is how we talk now. We're all mm-hmm. one one take wonders here. Come on, Daddy, <laughs> tell me. Oh, God. So, Stop. better or worse, Sean? What moment stood out to you? <laughs> yeah, you know what? For me, is um, I really appreciated 
how it starts off incredibly slow. Not in a bad way, but it just starts mm. off at a really kind of nice, easy pace. And as the episode yep. progresses, it just rollicks faster and quicker and Hank Scorpio comes up. And then every single fucking reference that I remember seems to be just jam-packed into the second half of the episode. Mm. And it's just, it's such a joy to watch because the pacing of it is just incredible. And I think the main thing that I remember from it is that I will call it, it is the best guest star that has ever been on The Simpsons. Mm. Hands down. Huge. Bold huge goal. goal. Yeah. I don't know who the guest is. Oh. I, like, I saw that in the credits, but I don't know this man. I don't recognize this man. I don't know this man. I feel sorry for this man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the guest star of the episode, Albert Brooks. Yeah. Albert Brooks is a big comedian, did mm. a lot of stuff in you know the 70s, 80s, 90s. He has appeared in The Odd Simpsons since then, but he's more classically remembered for, obviously, Hank Scorpio mm. and for Jacques from the season one yeah. bowling oh. episode. Love Jacques. And he was also Russ Cargill, the antagonist of The Simpsons movie. And he was also like a random car salesman that I don't remember from episode four. And the reason I remember this is because it's when, before that we did Shut Up and Take My Podcast, Chris, myself, and James, if you remember him, we did a Simpsons podcast first and we did the first Mm. nine episodes. And this guy popped up in episode four and we'd never heard of him or remembered him. It was great. Yeah, from the RV episode. It yes, wasn't yes, yes. strongest oh. character, but nope. he does have like little underplayed moments. The very Albert that, Brooksian. I remember being pretty good. He's got that whole bit of an Amistad Simpson. I remember you guy called me early. He said, save that little one for me. I'll be coming in. That, is, that gentleman has arrived right now. Are you going to yeah. take this vehicle or not? But it's much like this performance now where you pick it apart and it's like, there's actually not that many actual jokes. There's just a lot of funny character moments. Yeah, yeah. it's bold confidence in every single word. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I was going to say that for like my things that I notice in terms of like, it's kind of like what I like about Auntie Donna or like a few of those kind of anti-comedy groups mm-hmm. where it's just like it's a breath too long than you would normally expect from a gag. I think the thing that I love so much is the trustful three, <laughs> yeah. two, one moment. Oh my god, a guy just fell on the floor. Like, don't talk that up to his trust now. Um, just like a lot of his gags and one-liners are just like they're funny in the sense that there's not a punchline. They're just kind of funny because they're so outrageous mm. and delivered so confidently. And you don't have a chance to really sit with it either. They don't mm. kind of yeah. lampshade it. Just yeah. joke, move on. It's kind of like on. Lisa in the in the forest with the owl then getting the chipmunk. <laughs> it's like, it's just funny. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, like, yeah. 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 it's not jokes lampshaded nice too much. Simple, I think, mm. yeah. Well, Ellen, I think, yeah, you said that's what stood out to you, for better or worse. Uh, how about you, Phil? What stands out to you? Look, I'm going to have to highlight a Hank, episode, uh, Hank moment again. Highlight a Hank. Highlight a Hank. Mm-hmm. For me, it's split between the finale of the Bond film that's happening. Bond. <laughs> Bond. <laughs> while, while Homer has his emotional moment, and the contrast there is just one of the best kind of pieces mm. of scene setting. <laughs> but in terms of like the way they introduce Hank Scorpio is everything. And they just nail it. You know who he is. You know what it's about. And the energy he brings into the episode is what I think Sean identifies. It's going along one way. And then as Mm -hmm. soon as he knocks on the door and he appears, the episode just goes up a gear or two or five (laughs) gears. It it knocks up a Like these moccasins. It's a pair in your closet. Don't like them? Throw them away. I'm on a fun run. It goes up up another story on your house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just just that 30 seconds a minute that they bring mm. him in 
and he makes two bad jokes, <laughs> throws away his moccasins, is yeah. the front runner in a fun run and has a minute to talk to them before running away. And what does he tell them to eat papayas? Tells them to eat papayas. <laughs> or the says papayin. That, papayin. Says that he doesn't like to be called the boss, even though he comes in later, has more vacation, <laughs> yeah. he's paid way more. He doesn't like the word. Like, all of that is crammed. It's such a time. And by the time he runs away, you're just like, oh. Okay. I've just been <laughs> hit in wow. the face. Wow. Well personality. I want more of this guy. And you do. You get way more of him. So that's that yeah. for me is 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 where they nail it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. It's happening so quick and fast. And like it's something that I didn't think I ever noticed or thought about over the years that, yeah, he did the first part of that fun run in moccasins. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so he's doing the rest of it without any And he's shoes. doing the next barefoot. You ever, say, yeah. you ever seen a guy say goodbye to the shoe? That's because no, <laughs> well, no yeah, one is going to. No one's going to dare run in front of him. I bet they're just waiting for his, like, he's a dictator. We're not going to... I don't know. I reckon he'd be... He would be annoyed if someone... He would be okay with it, but I just don't know whether they would still be like, do we we, we run ahead of him? I know he'd be okay, but maybe not. That's actually probably a fair point. The entire town pretty much runs on the Globex Corporation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a planned town. They say it in the video. Yeah. Yeah. Where your dreams can come true, as long as your dreams are within the Globex Corporation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how about you, PT? What stands out to you for better or worse? Man, I was sitting down this one really trying to assess it, especially as we're going through. And it's like, how do I feel in this critical watch about this episode? Ultimately, I came to the conclusion this feels entirely like a victory lap for The Simpsons in the sense that they couldn't do this if they weren't, you know, one of the biggest shows ever. But particularly because I love that they take what is basically a very small family story and have this backdrop of the Bond villain. That, <laughs> that gets epitomized for me right at the end where Homer's kind of walking out of Hank Scorpio's office all dejected. And someone throws a grenade at him and just kind of <laughs> kicks it away. <laughs> and again, no attention is called to it whatsoever. He doesn't go, huh, what's this? Yeah, uh, he's just yeah. It's just that... One little moment. So for him, it's just a story about he tried to make something big of himself. He was doing well, but ultimately he has to be a family man first. He has to do what's right for his family. Everything else is just just set dressing. Yeah. 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 And that set Such dressing is insanity. And, and what a set dressing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. But just how much this wouldn't work if Homer noticed at all or yeah. you know gave any credence to it. It's great. I, I love that he nearly does. Yeah, but it wouldn't work if they tried to do it now. They wouldn't yeah. be able to handle an episode like this. I don't think so. I don't no, think no. so. No. I think no. they would push. I think they would nod too hard to the reference they were making. Well, because the Bond, mm. what, like actually including Mister Bond, is about <laughs> as close as they come, yeah, and yeah. they yeah. don't yeah. overdo it. Yeah. Does anyone have any interest or affection towards the James Bond series at all? God, I do. Almost all of them. I grew oh, really? up. I grew yeah. up with them. It's a no from me, dog. <laughs> a doctor no. No. Hey. no, get out References. of here. <laughs> Hello there, friends. As someone with the last name Bond, my father sat me down and made me watch them all. Oh. How was that? How yeah, terrible. fine. Because um, he was like, you're going to have lots of people ask dumb questions about your last name and the films. You should have the answers to them I mean, so that you can get along with these people, whoever like the fuck they are. Seems like your dad could have avoided that. I don't know. <laughs> Like, Why? Why? By changing his last name? Yeah, I don't know. It's He's going like... to change everything who he <laughs> is just, to, just, you, just for everybody else? Is that the message, Ellen? I don't know. It's just a weird thing to be like, you're going to be compared to a fictional character mm. with a, a last name. So you better swat up. <laughs> I mean, I don't want my child to have the dumb questions that I had. I'm going to change our last name to Bon Jovi. Chris, Chris, did you get a lot of weird questions growing up about your last name? Yes. Then it was uh, all done correctly. 
don't know. <laughs> should have taught. You should, should have taught to tell them to go away. I grew up quite <laughs> heavily with the Bond series, and looking back, I can look back at them and go, <laughs> "They're pretty awful." But oh, I yeah. still have affection. Like to me, Casino Royale, for example, is one of the greatest action films ever made. Mm. I think it's close to a perfect action film, um, and I mm. definitely appreciate the Daniel Craig era more because they they understand the bad points of the franchise and and they lean into it as a character trait and a comment on oh, Pierce Brosnan was just and I played the GoldenEye <laughs> game when I was a yeah. kid like yeah. Gold, yeah. Gold, yeah. the that Nintendo 64 game was amazing yes. I will say that the film itself is not bad the film's the, pretty good that's yeah. the one I sort of be fun. came yeah. of age with yeah. was yes. the first of the Brosnan era was GoldenEye yeah. right and yep. Sean yeah. Bean's knocking out of the park in that. And, <laughs> yeah. and, Dying um, extravagantly, as yeah, always. Yeah. As, he always <laughs> as is Sean Bean's way. Huh? <laughs> um, Trevelyan. Yeah. Yes, and, that's and, right. And it, was, it was a great transfer into the modern era, I think, mm. of Bonds. Obviously, it has its problems now looking back on it, but they vary in quality a lot, the Bond films. Yes. Some of them are great. Some of them are just fucking wacky wild, yeah. like Moonraker, Moonraker. or whatever. Moonraker. Moonraker's just oh, like yeah. fucking bonkers. Remembering that Christopher Walken is a Bond villain? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, it makes sense. <laughs> the things that brought us, like Blofeld, that whole archetype mm-hmm. of the cat petting villain. Yep. We would not have Dr. Evil without exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, but weirdly, it does have some really problematic things. Like what? In a Bond well, film? The Bond <laughs> film that this is named after, you only live twice. Yeah. Is that the one with the terrible with things the yellow about fa- the Romani people? I remember it as the one where they use plastic surgery to oh make him no, into an extremely right. unconvincing <laughs> Japanese man. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that no. one. Yeah, and it's Sean Connery as well. Yes. Sean Connery. Yeah, it I, is so bad. Because I can't remember. There is a Bond film where it's like, there's like basically Romani people and it's just like there's a scuff between them and they're like, oh no, we will settle this the G word way, and then just heaps of people come like cartwheeling out of caravans and fight. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I think I it's know. one of the Roger Moore ones. It is, yeah, it is a Roger Moore one. Yeah. Well, uh, I bring it up because like I'm not that familiar with the films. Of course, yeah. Same. I saw Goldeneye because I played Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple of Daniel Craig films. They're a good fun. But how were the sort of nods and tributes handled in this episode to you guys? Like, what do you that was reckon? more a general mood than a specific reference. I feel That's like true. you know the the sliding screen with the you know linked to the UN and the girl in the background doing flips and then breaking a guy with her legs. The oh my giant God. laser. In a bikini, of course. Yeah. The, skull. the giant laser is about the only the direct reference, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, direct reference direct is the laser reference. with Bont tied up is, yeah. is the only direct one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the sexy broad who kills. That's it. And they're just, you know, ridiculous, like Hank Scorpio is Scorp- such yeah. Yeah. a yeah. Glovex. himself Scorpio. Yeah, Glovex. all that. It's very indirect reference. But I like it because yeah. you can come to it without we know enough just by cultural osmosis of the Bond films yeah. that we get it, but we've also seen other films with a super villain, with, mm-hmm. you know, a ghoulish, yeah. super evil corporation. It's enough so it's like everyone comes to it and has equal a amounts of fun, yeah. as opposed to like, hey, do you remember this? And you're like, no. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, probably best You're not going to get the next 20 yeah. minutes then. Yeah. Sit this episode out then. <laughs> I love how long it takes to actually introduce the supervillain angle. Yeah. It's not until he happens to be just like standing around in his office, like asking a question about <laughs> habits. And he's like, oh, hang on. I have to take a call with the UN. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and threaten them. 
yes. Homer's just completely disinterested. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, this is upper management stuff, blah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone that's just seems like, lovely in the office, though. Yeah, that's right. It's like <laughs> 20 minutes in or something, and you're like, hang on, what? And he's just yeah, allowed I... to walk through to the laser area because it's like, do you know if there's any sugar? And the guy's like, no. just, uh, try in there, Homer. <laughs> Everyone knows his name. It's, it's such lovely. a great place to work. <laughs> By the way, Elliot, we were saying like, uh, so we're all clear. We're all on Hank Scorpio's side, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything at Glopex seems lovely. So it's like, yeah. The walls. Sure. Why wouldn't I just hand, I do like a good hand wall, though, the Phil. east over <laughs> to uh, Hank Scorpio? I think he'd probably run it fine. I don't know. I'd get paid vacation, and that's all I'm really yeah, here for. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> mm. Generous pension plan. A generous pension plan. Yeah, and they the have song a... uh, It's a downgrade because it's only three weeks paid vacation, oh. whereas in Australia we get uh, four. So. Mm. Whereas the US, the standard is only two. That's oh, right. Okay. Do you think they'd have a? They'd expand to Australia? Globex? Uh, I mean, it's Globe, so it's probably. Yeah. yeah, they'd probably yeah. want to conquer yeah. us. Global. Why not? Ah, yeah, uh, Hank Scorpio, if you're interested in opening up a Project Arcturus Australian branch, yeah, yeah. it would be all. Arcturus, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it ha- they leave it hanging as well. Like he just seizes the East Coast on the, the mm-hmm. newspaper. That's canon now. And that's it. He's just, he's just in yeah. charge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no resetting to zero there. It's, yeah, the East Coast of America is owned by Hank Scorpio in the Simpsons world. <laughs> what is the East Coast? What states and what cities are there? Yeah, so Florida. It's strongly because they say it's upstate somewhere, and the redwood trees. It's implied to be like upper, like Vermont. Yeah, that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, just because he sees the east coast doesn't mean he's on the east coast. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. Wow, what a powerhouse! Oh. <laughs> I'm in awe of that. You're gonna man. shoot lasers at a place you don't live there. True. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice, BT. Good advice. Yeah, shit where you eat, shoot lasers. That's it's very it's super villainy 101, guys. <laughs> yeah. So play count. Look, we've all seen this episode before, obviously, but just throwing it out there. Does anybody have any like memories from when they first watched it as a youngster? Or I didn't watch this as a youngster. I oh. uh, everyone knows the Channel 10 story of like The Simpsons being rerun and run mm. and run and over mm. and over and over until everyone knows each episode like. Back in, to front. Back mm. to front. Yep. I must have missed every single time this episode was on. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. wow. So I watched this in my teens, like late teens, like 17 or 18. Yeah. I've got a similar story to that for Marge Be Not Proud. Mm. Oh. I, I didn't see it for so long. And someone's like, no, this is a rerun, dude. I'm like, are you sure? I've never seen it. The Bone Storm episode. Yeah. Fuck. Mm. Yeah. That's insane. What if there's like a classic episode that Maybe. we've just never seen? Possibly. It just has never come up. I mean, we've yeah. stolen your Disney Plus details, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could potentially watch them. <laughs> I think for me, the sugar and cream joke might be my most <laughs> remembered my most remembered and yeah. most quoted Simpsons joke <laughs> ever. Yeah. Just the way it's delivered. And Homer's uh, oh, yeah. uh, no. no. <laughs> so it's not little packages. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and it's just it's just ingrained in my brain from being. This is one of those things where younger. you just keep you laugh at the line, and then you laugh at the realization that he just had it in his pocket. Yeah, <laughs> both. And, but yeah, both. And somehow he separated the sugar oh, from the cream. And, and there's other stuff. You can hear metal clinking yeah. in there. There's yeah. other stuff. <laughs> That's the spoons. It's the spoons. It seems to be that. What is the town that they actually moved to? Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill. It seems like Creek. that town Creek. is run yeah, on. Cypress yeah, Hill is a run. Cypress Hill is a He's not insane in the membrane. <laughs> <laughs> 
or is he? Oh. I mean, it seems pretty insane. But like that, it seems that Cypress Creek is run off of coffee alone because when they yeah. show their informational video at the beginning, yeah. all of the places are turned into cafes or coffee yeah. shops, <laughs> and then there's like a little coffee vendor cart as well. Yeah, so dumpster like, turns into yeah, a coffee shop. So right, it's like, yeah. is this what like Globex runs on? Is it just a, a world domination plan to like control the means of, of, of coffee? coffee if you control the coffee, I think yeah. you would control the world right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm. I think maybe keep that's them it. addicted. Keep them interested. My, my <laughs> memories of this episode of just, these are one of the episodes that you could always, like I know I've watched this dozens upon dozens of times because it's just that the episodes that you just put on and just have on in the background mm. or you can sit mm. down and invest time and time again. It's just, it's quintessential Simpsons. Of course I watched it, it twice today. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> so nice. We did it twice. <laughs> um, I almost missed this episode. Uh, uh, my auntie was giving birth to my cousin, and we're like, we have to go. And I'm like, but, but the Simpsons. <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> and I knew on my little 120 minute VCR tape that it'd get to the end of the tape, and I might miss some of the end of the episode. <laughs> But fortunately, I got back home after my stupid cousin got born. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids, that's how we used to have to fucking mm. watch things. We would tape things on a VHS and mm-hmm. it had a finite amount of memory. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, I remember when we got a VCR, you could program it to start at a certain time. That yeah. was revolutionary. Mm. So yeah. you didn't have to record at the time that the thing was playing. Yeah. I remember, yeah and if was... you wanted to extend it, you'd go on long play. Wow. Get even longer, but severely reduced quality. I remember we had Foxtel, <laughs> and so the idea was that, you know, because Foxtel is just like movies constantly playing, but then they added the function that it's like you could record that for later, <gasps> and that was such a fucking revolutionary mm. thing. Oh, and I was oh like bragging about it to my mates. I was like, yeah, I can just, I've got all these movies Whatever. on Foxtel. I can just watch them whenever I like. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I used to get onto MTV or Channel V or whatever it was uh, when I was young, and I'd like have the VCR, and I'd just be sitting watching the music video uh, shows and just be recording all the ones I'd like. And then, yeah, for parties, I'd stick them on. Oh, my nice. God. That's nice. such a good move. Rage. Oh, you, were that guy. you were the coolest guy at the party. I mean that sincerely. No, yeah. that's, I genuinely that's believe that. I'm I think you're that, giving embarrassed face, but, yeah, dude, that's dope. I think that's that would be pretty awesome. cool now, actually. Yeah, mm. like, let's get a party retro. and you bring the MTV tapes. So. <laughs> <laughs> wackiness. Was this a particularly wacky episode <laughs> of The Simpsons? They the like is all the wackiness is in the background. None of it is Scold. Yeah. Point blank they range. They have scolding. What is it? Yeah. Just, acid. Yeah, like just pouring acid on so people. People on fire. People get blown up. Yeah. Bong just gets shot. Point blank range. <laughs> While really having a episode. meaningful speech. Homer <laughs> owns the Denver Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> Which again is canon. Yeah. The, the UN debating about wanting to take a chance. I on want to take a chance. Oh, you I never want, want to take a chance. Fall down on it. So you have 24 hours. Here's <laughs> a dumb thing I only noticed for the first time today on the second watch today. Here's what I noticed too. Mm-hmm. There's like a, a shot of Homer and Hank walking and the background's not moving and they're walking yeah. on treadmills. Yes. And they get off the treadmills and then stand <laughs> on a moving floor. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, don't know so why good. it's so funny when I noticed it, but it's really funny. Yeah. They're walking on something. In not Globex, moving. everything moves. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's a joke that I've only noticed for the first time because I haven't watched this episode in 
a decade, mm. if not longer, I finally got the secretariat joke, and it's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. 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 We was, yeah. A baseball made out of secretariat. <laughs> yeah, because you were saying, PT, and I think mine's the same story. I didn't know who secretariat was before Bojack Horseman. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think as a kid, I thought it was just, oh, is it like an expensive fabric or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, very expensive. Is that the name of a secretary? What is it? <laughs> uh, the hammock. There's a whole hammock district. The yes. hammock riff. You got the hammock hut? That's on third. You got Hammocks or Us? That's on third. Put your butt there. That's third. As a matter of fact, they're all part of the same area. You know the Havoc District? Yeah. <laughs> so this is, yeah, space in the episode where the writers left room for Albert Brooks to improvise. Oh, because of course oh, they fantastic. did. Fantastic. Oh, my God. He's fantastic. great at that. Yeah, I was just going to say, you can't come up with that shit unless you're, like, just riffing <laughs> endlessly. <laughs> well, it's the kind of thing as a writer you'd think a million times over and it's like, eh, that's not a joke. Throw it away. Yeah. But, yeah, all done in performance and improv. Yeah, and Dan Castellaneta was in the room at the time and he... <laughs> Yeah, improved back, and so yeah, oh. just magic. Oh, so yeah, the reply. Of, oh, the hammock district. Yeah, yeah the fact nice. that he knows where the hammock district is. <laughs> there's some, there's some rounds really, out that joke so well. Yeah. I could never yeah. have imagined that some was some really actually. nice like reactions from Homer as well. Like I love after the uh, ever seen a guy say goodbye to a shoe. Homer just goes <laughs> once. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's, there's such an underplayed Homer line where I can't remember what name Hank says. But he says, "Oh, do you know so and such?" And then Homer, before he leaves the door, just goes, "Yeah, no." no. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Milton or something? Mil- yeah. yeah. I don't know who that is, but yeah. I don't know. It's just weird seeing underplayed Homer sometimes. It's just mm. now it's just strange seeing it. Yeah, mm. they don't really don't overdo him in this episode. He's just kicking along, he's just, barely. He's just a normal guy in happening. this one who's yeah. like got an amazing job and is just stunned at it all. And it's just like, I don't want to screw this up, so I will just play things very quietly. Yeah. And do and my very best. His middle management job is just to talk to underlings and <laughs> motivate like, them. Motivate uh, as middle management, I can tell you that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been Smithers' job. That's what he would have done. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and speaking of wackiness, can't someone walk down the street without being offered a job? Uh, and his delivery on that the is so good. Indignant. Oh, so good. <laughs> what happened to this country? <laughs> I mean, Smithers never said, could you try working harder? <laughs> <laughs> and it works. Yeah. It does. Sure thing, boss. <laughs> Call me a homer. I love, in fact, I didn't even give you my coat. That shit-eating grin of Hank Scorpio <laughs> is incredible. But I think that's what I love, like, because, yeah, they left room for Albert Brooks to do dialogue, but the scenes are always interesting. There's yeah. always visual gags written into the scenes anyway. It's, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, it is so delicious. And not overly cold, too. Yeah. yeah. We haven't you... even mentioned the... What? Bart subplot. Oh yeah, yep. just a bunch of good stuff in it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the kid. What's his? Is it Warren? Wendell? One Warren. 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 Oh, God, Warren. He scares me. <laughs> I <laughs> start fires. <laughs> and just like the progressive like patting Bart until he just pat, smacks yeah, pat, him. Pat, smack. It's really upsetting. <laughs> I quite enjoy the kid from Canada. Yeah, I'm from Canada, <laughs> and they think I'm slow. Eh? <laughs> yeah, but they got the you know they think I'm slow. Eh, you know the whole Canadian air. Eh. Yeah. 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 Do you know how you spell Canada? C A A N A D. You don't need to follow oh, that no. joke through. <laughs> well, Fuck hopefully it. today we can finish our work in the letter A. Now, everyone, <laughs> take out a safety pencil and a circle of paper. A safety. You could still get a paper cut on a circle of paper. <laughs> <laughs> like Just minimizing risk where you can. Just not a corner cut though. 
<laughs> no, mm. no. You're not going to put someone's eye out with that piece of paper, Ellen. That's the important part. You probably could. Kids will find, uh, this is my experience <laughs> with working with kids, they yeah. will find anything to fling themselves off, stick their fingers in or mm. put in their mouth. And you have to encourage it. No. Correct. <laughs> You are so ridiculated. Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, and Lisa's story as well. Fucking relatable. Just, I like that it just starts with what sounds like a joke at the time of wildflowers. We don't have you in Springfield. Yeah. But then that's a setup for why she's never had this reaction before. Yeah. Oh, they don't good exist. Point. Yeah. So it just yeah. goes from a joke to being the central plot. It's so yes. good. And yeah, the squirrel just. <laughs> oh, I'm oh. allergic to everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wrote down bastard. Nature fights back. <laughs> it's such a also, hey, that man. chipmunk has amazing comedic timing. There's just like a, a second, <laughs> it stares at her, it just slowly grabs it, and yeah, great. It Acting saw award it, to it chipmunk. It saw it's mm-hmm. like it's in, you know? <laughs> yeah, and also, the I suppose it's wackiness of Marge's, uh, all of her self-cleaning, self-watering, and mm-hmm. a proto-roomba as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, see, Marge's bit I have the most issue with. Really? Marge, right. with all this free time, she should make some fucking friends. Or get a hobby. Yeah. She has she, a hobby. Drinking wine. <laughs> get some friends around to drink yeah. wine. Has she not seen a she's sitcom not... ever? Yeah. Cougar Town? But I don't she's think not... she has. <laughs> I love that Cougar Town's your way in. <laughs> Come on, Marge. Haven't you seen Cougar so, Town? Come on. Which How exists about in 2000. Town? You know, I think maybe it'd be nice if she like was like, oh, okay, I'll get to know people. Yeah. And they're all yeah. like horrible wasps and she didn't mm. like them or whatever. Yeah. Right? I think that would be a more interesting story yeah. than I'm a bit bored at home. Yeah. That's fair, but also there's no time in this episode. No, I guess not. No, it really isn't. It also makes sense for Marge's character that like part of what she prides herself Mm. on is running a house and organising stuff. And so when that's not there anymore, you're kind of like... Do, do, do. And yeah, she has they, notoriously uh, had trouble making friends. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The doctor Plus, says you're meant to have a glass and a half, but I just can't drink that. She, was, she <laughs> was in a rut. So cute. And it was a nice rut. It's a nice, nice rut. rut. Yeah. She nice dug rut. herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it would have been nice to maybe even ex- see her explore her art as well. And yeah. maybe because she doesn't have the pressure, she's not inspired or something. I guess mm. that's more about what would you change. But we'll get to that in a moment. So let's talk about the heart. You know, we're starting to talk about all the other... The Simpson storylines and bringing in the emotional core. How did it resonate with everybody? Come on, Homer's actually like fulfilled at work and good at his job. Mm. But like I said earlier, he has to balance that out for his uh, family. It's a very simple story in the backdrop of uh, world domination. Mm. <laughs> it's so true. It's how Simpsons worked best in a lot of those times. Mm. Is like you are you are showing the quintessential American nuclear family as as they yep. like to see it back in the nineties and. Pretty so, nuclear yeah, in this yeah. case. Yeah. yeah. And it, is, it is very much this like question of, you know, do you do what's right for your family or do you do what's finally right for yourself for once? For Homer, mm-hmm. especially as like a protagonist, he's someone that has always kind of just coasted along and maybe felt incompetent at times in his job and knowing it. And now it's he's kind of getting rewarded for actually for a change, being mm-hmm. actually being able to yeah. do something correctly. But in order to do that, he would lose his family. Mm. Like that's the insinuation. Yeah. Make them unhappy. St- stay yeah. here. We'll go bowling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's heartbreaking. Like it's, it's that final walk. It's like because you know what's going to oh, happen. You know the decision he's yeah. made. And, it's, and yeah. Homer loves bowling. Yeah, he yeah. does. Oh. <laughs> Props to Hank Scorpio sad. for being like, well, I'm going to miss you, but you need to do what's right for your family. 
Yeah. It's a really lovely chat they have, actually, where yeah. he's just like, yeah, the little things are what yeah, makes can't up argue life. The little and things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really wonderful because I feel like so often those talks are really hard to have. Mm. <laughs> like Scorpio, best boss ever? It's such a real <laughs> emotion. Like, I don't know if, if you've ever had those conversations where you're just like, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Mm. Like, and that's yeah. so true. He's like, he's not mad about it, he's not so much upset. He's just like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, you were a good employee, we were getting on really well. Mm-hmm. There's also yeah. like an undercurrent. This is very Homer, obviously, it's about Homer, and, and you know, paints Homer as quintessentially a good man, which he is. Yeah. He's a bit dumb. He can be a bit selfish, but he's a good man. He cares about his family. And that's what one of the things that mm. pins the show together. But it also explores a little bit about him having a silly dream, right? And people laughing <laughs> at his silly dream. And it is a, it is a punchline. It's a punchline, but it still like treats it as like, Don't sometimes it's really, you know, it's, oh, I want to be a fighter pilot or whatever. And it's embarrassing. Yeah. Or something. You know, you have something, it's impossible and you don't really want to tell people, but it still means something to you. And it humanizes mm. him so yeah. effectively. Yeah. And to have Hank recognize that and call back to it, I think is really sweet. It's also fucking hilarious, but it's really <laughs> sweet. Denver Broncos. <laughs> well, interesting bit of crossover potentially into the real world is we know Homer is apparently a very good manager. He gets the Denver Broncos at the end of this episode. The next year, they won the Super Bowl. Hey! Wow. I was that, going to was ask. that Homer's doing, perhaps? It must have been. Really? In, in 97 or whatever? Some, or at least very soon after. Not Because I know they won recently, but yeah. Wow. Well, they, like it was a year or two after this episode. They huh. grew strong in the town of Springfield. They drank all yeah. their milk. Well, they, they, yeah, they had donuts and then the promise of more donuts to come. <laughs> this is going back to the wackiness, but <laughs> it always gets me that when he gets given the Denver Broncos, they just they just <laughs> drop them off at his house. Because <laughs> <laughs> get taken to the coach. stadium. Just there. Like all sports teams. That's right. They're just delivered in a truck, I suppose. Well, you can't coop them up, Phil. That would be cruel. Yeah, that would be cruel. They peck each other. They're free range. <laughs> yeah, you have to figure out who's the alpha and, <laughs> and put blinders on him or something. Joe. Joe. <laughs> Come here, come here. I noticed as well when the Simpsons walk back in the house, the last shot is of a Denver Bronco running across the screen and a football just bonks him in the head. Yeah. (laughs) Sean was actually like, wait for the last one. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, the next year, 1998 and 1999. Jeez, wow. Mm. Well, I mean, he still made contact with the ball. That's not a bad thing. That's I don't something. think it counts as a completed pass. Sorry. No, sorry. Oh, well, I just don't understand football. football. <laughs> <laughs> as the only one here, I think, that has played American football. Your I back speaks m- mountains. I had yeah. John Madden on my Mega Drive. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I defer to you. <laughs> Damn straight. Uh, that's the genesis for our American listeners. Mm-hmm. But also this bit is also bringing in a sort of long dormant running gag in The Simpsons is Homer's lifelong dreams. Yeah, I was mm. going to say. Which is, yeah, to eat the world's biggest hoagie, to appear on the gong show, to run out on a baseball field during a game. Does he achieve all those? <laughs> Nearly all of them, because it's usually a cutaway, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. when yeah. Frank Grimes is like... Oh, God. <laughs> explaining all the amazing things that he's done, yeah. like go to space. Yeah, you've <laughs> never been? <laughs> he does Want to see get... my Grammy? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Literally everything he wants he gets. Yeah, but I mean, also he does like, and we talk about this, he does have to spend most of his time in a crappy job where he's miserable and no. He like, got to go to space. I go to a crappy job. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this is a thing where you could say maybe Homer's acting selfish in this episode for taking the job, but like, I think he is approaching it in that golden retriever oh, yeah, I was way. I say, absolutely. Mm. He runs it. Guess what? I got a new job that pays more money and the health benefits for you and me and my partner and we get to move to Cypress Creek. And Yeah, he only considered the good things yeah. and this would be good news. Yeah. And I do love the yeah. follow-up. You didn't take a new job without consulting us. No, I wouldn't do that. Why not? Why not? not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this is boring. Let's watch something else. Homer, you're trying to convince us to move. Oh, yeah, it. let's watch this. <laughs> and he does, like, it has to be with their permission that they decide to go, right? He doesn't mm. make, he doesn't force no. them to go. Yeah. 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 But also, like, objectively, it's a fucking cool place. Yeah, like, it's a good place. You see how the them. people weren't shoving and pushing each other down? Yeah. I haven't I been to a place like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, sweet, it's a sweet one for Homer, which I always like. I like nice yeah. Homer. Yeah, and yeah, I think it really does uh, hit home at the end, that scene around the dinner table with everybody, yeah, looking frazzled and depressed and everything. Yeah. And mm. He already knows that he's going to go home, I think. When he yeah. goes, because he's sad when he goes to talk to yeah. Hank, yeah. and Hank just gives him kind of permission in a way, yeah. reflects yeah. his thoughts yeah. back to him. But you can already tell he's made the difficult he's made decision, the decision on his own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, Hank's a good friend. <laughs> good <laughs> friend, <laughs> a good boss. If, if he hadn't destroyed a bridge, he'd be like a perfect person. <laughs> <laughs> How come uh, Homer never rang him? Did he ever get the number? <laughs> Probably not. No, I've never had to ring my own. I fucking love that line so much. Of like, I've never, never had, had to, to ring, ring my, my own, own company. company. Oh, I still have to do that at work. Yeah, I still I... have to look up the number of no, my. No, constantly. Yeah. Well, especially like you guys must get this. Like you know, we've all done performing stuff. But when people are like, oh, you know, what nights is your show on? I'm like. Yeah. Just look it up on the fucking ticketing <laughs> website, okay, mum? Go into my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are the characters behaving like themselves? Oh, yeah. Completely new <laughs> setting and a bunch of crazy shit in the background, but everyone is themselves. Yeah. I believe that Homer would choose France to destroy with a laser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one ever picks Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird, because I'm Italian. And I would mm. pick him. <laughs> <laughs> it's even like a good use of your side characters, like Otto's performing like himself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Windows. Smithers. <laughs> singing about working for Monty Burns. <laughs> yeah. Monty Burns. It's a weird question because, like, this is one of the episodes, this is my baseline. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You're asking, like, is this episode itself? Like, yes, it is. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> this episode. It's a Turing is, is test. The, is, the <laughs> is the base of this cake correct? Yes. <laughs> Just to other characters as well. I love a Pooh's bit of like, I'm not going to buy anything, but I'd like to look through all your magazine, touch all your foodstuffs. And, um. and now, now you know what, how it feels. <laughs> but he doesn't do it. He just, he just comes Threatens. with the empty threat yeah. and then He's runs away. He's giving you the anxiety that he might do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, that was a win for him. He went away from that thinking, you showed him. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a little tour of all the characters as they wave goodbye to yeah. the Simpsons. Yep. That's kind of oh, fun. Oh, poor Ned. Bye. Like trying, oh to, <laughs> trying to get some of his belongings back. Yeah. And then you going to eat those in Cypress Creek? Oakley, <laughs> And the continuity of the TV tray. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. good point. Yeah. And the downstairs bathtub. <laughs> How did Homer even yes. get that? Why did he need it? <laughs> Yeah, and as well, giving a quick tour of Springfield and everyone gets to, yeah, have their individual bye-bye as well. Like It does give you a sense that, oh, they're really doing this. They're moving here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're just uh -huh. uprooted. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Phil, you were talking about 
Okay, so they've abandoned the house. Does that mean that they just don't pay <laughs> their mortgage? What happens with that? Yeah, yeah it seems to yeah. be a solution to paying off their mortgage. How do we it's wrangle this for our house? <laughs> we just leave. House meeting, guys. I say we just mm-hmm. put a plank over the door that says abandoned yeah, that's right. and see how that plays out. <laughs> well, before we make too much recorded evidence of that plan, I must ask, yes or no, would you watch this episode again? I'd watch, watch it, it in now. their abandoned house. <laughs> Phil, you've watched it twice today. I watched would it you twice like to today. Let's go watch it again. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. of course we're going to watch this one again and we like to think about what playlist we'd put it in. What are some other Simpsons episodes that would pair nicely with this one? Well, Homer's uh, Lifelong Dreams. Yeah, yeah, of course. Homer with a fulfilling job mm-hmm. with the bowling alley one. Yeah. Oh. And I also, Spring Shield. Yeah. So I'd pair it with him as a bootlegger as well, which is my oh, yes. other <laughs> favourite episode of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Also this season, yeah. Mm. The Simpsons temporarily moving to new places, like when they go to the old farm to make tobacco. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wonderful episode, that one. Coffee? I don't know. Episodes that have coffee. What's the episode where like Bart goes into somewhere and he's like, "Okay, get to leave though. We're turning into a Starbucks in five minutes." Yeah. And he walks out. And there's just every store is a Starbucks. <laughs> or Barney becomes a coffee addict. I think you could add guests as villains or as bosses in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you sideshow Bob's. Yeah. And Mel as well. Yeah. Super villains. Cecil. Cecil rather. Mm-hmm. The Denver Broncos, do they come back again? <laughs> well, and if like American football games, like yeah. Homer becomes yeah. a coach for his That's uh, mm-hmm. football team. The Atlanta Falcons. Yep. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy Daughter Day as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, you could do the Albert Brooks playlist and, yeah, the ones we mentioned oh, before. Yep, yep, yep. I forgot to mention fucking Brad Goodman in Bart's Inner Child, the motivational speaker. Oh, The yeah. Do What You Feel Festival episode. Oh, oh man, that guy's so oh, good. Oh, that's well. a good one. Oh, of course do he is. Do what you feel. Does this guy have, like, the perfect Simpsons resume? Like, yeah. He might. Uh, it's a bad HD error <laughs> episode, gonna... unfortunately. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. All right, but, you know, no episode is perfect. There's room for improvement. We'll start with you, BT. What would you like to change? Hmm. Make it a full-length feature film. <laughs> uh, yep. Like I know, I know we're going to talk about things that they could have done, especially with Marge, because even though what's there is very funny, it's not a full exploration of her character. But that said, I appreciate that every single second of this episode is packed. So in terms of adding anything, there's no space. So in terms of re- removing anything, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ellen? Well, I look. I'm not a big fan of jeans with a sports coat. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I would really change. It would be nice for Marge. Maybe like the house is just like against her, or it's not like it's not like fully against her. But she doesn't know how to figure out all these self cleaning things, and it's not like you can do it yourself. So it like becomes so much extra work because she has to figure out how to like program all the stuff, and she can't just do it manually. I mm. wouldn't mind that. A bit more active. Yeah, for her. yeah. because it's much more frustrating of a problem because you're like, well, hang on, here's, I know how to clean a house. I don't know how to reprogram all of this bullshit, but you can't do it without doing this because it doesn't work any other way. Maybe I'd I'd do something like that because I do like the gag of like everything in the house is like, you know. Especially when she goes to water the the garden and it just starts watering itself. Yeah. (laughs) Almost like on a sensor when she gets close, that's when it does it. Yeah. Jerks. (laughs) How about you, Chris? What would you like to change? I want to get rid of two things, which I didn't particularly enjoy. I didn't actually enjoy the uh, Apu section, and I didn't enjoy the uh, goodbye montage. I felt they padded time. But it had all the greats. You know, sailor guy and... um, (laughs) Guy with bone in his hair. Comic book guy. (laughs) Do you know what you would put in its stead? I... Or Hank. (laughs) 
More Scorpio. <laughs> yeah, one of well, more Marge. Oh yeah. yeah. And the yeah. second because I think her time is probably the least. I don't know. It's a pretty fucking perfect episode. So I'm really nitpicking here. Um, no, I get what you're saying, though, because functionally it is just kind of a victory lap for mm. all the characters we've come to love over the years where it doesn't serve a function and there's like more well, meaningful ways they could have said someone goodbye. already said it it gave a real sense of this actually happening and then mm. we get the follow-up line of so long stink town well so that's <laughs> what i'm thinking like maybe it needs to be more sincere so that it feels more like it's actually going to happen rather than so long stink town because i felt like yeah. they are going to reset to zero at the end like season eight of the simpsons Maybe yep. an audience would have bought that their Simpsons was changing place no. yeah. forever. No. I, I think you could. I think you could pretty sell an audience on that. I know people no. in the nineties were definitely stupid, of it. I don't think they were that stupid. <laughs> I definitely was. Eight, eight seasons in. Oh, it's just gonna leave Springfield. No. Yeah. Really. Well, no, spin off. No. Yeah. Twist. Uh, you know. You know. Young oh, Sheldon. Hey, Scrubs did it. <laughs> no, uh, True. In a recent episode with One Good Thing, the Pauls did ask, what would of the episodes that currently exist, what would make a good final episode? This could be a contender. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, say, yeah he owns yeah. the Denver Broncos now. They've all decided we need to stay in Springfield. The end. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That would make Paul Salt very happy, who has his opinions about season eight. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just going to leave it there. He has his opinions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but does that boy have opinions? <laughs> and if you want to hear more of opinions, check out his podcast, One Good Thing. <laughs> we're Seamless. on it sometimes. <laughs> How about you, Phil? What would you like to change? The whole sequence where they try and sell the house. A, I don't really understand the whole like mortgage workaround thing. Like, if you just call your house abandoned, solves paying off your I d- mortgage. I don't think it was a solution. I don't, I I don't think. understand. They're just like, we'll just leave anyway. But then you have like, Otto comes in. He's like, oh, I don't think I can afford it. And he doesn't really go anywhere. And you just like, get on with it. Go. We know you're going to go. Mm. Just hurry. Just go. Yeah. Just slap up the sign yeah, and head off anyway. Yeah. Just pack up and leave or, or sell the house quickly. I just don't think it adds that much. Like, mm. And the gags aren't really worth it in that section. Like, they're not doing that much work. In terms of what the episode's doing in the back half, where it's just relentlessly awesome. So yeah, I just yeah. trim that and get us to Cypress Creek a little bit faster. Mm. And how about you, Sean? I would change Cypress Creek to Cypress Hill. <laughs> uh, uh, Sean, have you been taking some hits from the bong? <laughs> the, I love that you say the bong. Um, I, He's been I, doing I, a pot weed. I honestly, I wouldn't change anything. I think it's it is absolutely some of its parts, and even even the little bits with Otto and the little goodbye tour and Marge's, you know feeling like she has nothing to do because she's defined herself by being the housewife for better or for worse. Like, I think it all adds to it. It's why it is one of, if not my favourite episodes. So I wouldn't change a damn thing. Yeah, I said before, and I'm actually curious to see how it would play out with Marge then trying, okay, let me try and do some art and then not also being able to do that for whatever like in, mm. is missing inside that gets you to be creative. But also, like, I've always thought, why isn't Lisa's story about how she's doing at school? But I think you brought up a good point with the allergies before, BT. It's just she hasn't had that in Springfield. She's keen to get amongst it. and. Yeah that she has a horrible reaction that is her arc yeah she's going to a great school she's probably doing great like mm. yeah. who cares that's why we're not following lisa because we have the bard for the school stuff yeah. and lisa yeah. knows cursive yeah <laughs> she knows hell <laughs> and damn <laughs> <laughs> oh and by the way who wants to answer what were the nouns in the sentence quinton and tammy went to the zoo on sunday 
do? Quam in the, the <laughs> Sam. Do you mean Sunday? Jammy <laughs> to the went. Right. So went. you say went. Went is a person, place, or thing. Yeah, you're all winners. <laughs> <laughs> you're off to the leg up program. Oh. <laughs> all right. Now it's time for our final notes. Now it's time, and now it's time for our final notes. Everyone's final notes. Yay. Sean, what are your final notes? Oh, Jesus. Um, see, I, I, I try not to take notes, especially for the classic episodes, but the ones I've got are really just particular lines that I liked and little little thoughts I had. I remember being, you asked about uh, what I remember from the first time that I watched this. I remember being incredibly distressed by Lisa's scene. Just oh, yeah. her slow descent into just Allergy nasal time. chaos yep. is what really <laughs> the made red me stuff on her oh, fingers. Just got me so and anxious, oh, yeah. and I felt so bad for her. Just the before picture in like a Clarentine advertisement. Mm. <laughs> she can't even taste Mum's delicious boiled celery. That, oh. was my, that was my next note. That I had such a visceral <laughs> reaction to that dinner. <laughs> I, that sounds awful. It's white as well on her plate when she's <laughs> swirling in it. Marge boiled all the colour out of the celery. Oh it God. looks like it's dead. Like it, like it, <laughs> it was, is. it was an animal and then it died. <laughs> um, oh, as soon as Hank Scorpio says, um, "Homer, I'm just going to be back one second. and Homer delivers the line fine. Is like. Well, fine if you have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fine. Because it is his boss's absolutely huge office. <laughs> I like that Homer boasts that his division is doing better than the weather machine and yeah. germ warfare. Germ yes. warfare. <laughs> he almost realises what he's doing. <laughs> um, and I'll skip all my other notes and just say that I, for the first time ever at Phil's instruction, actually listened to the lyrics of the um, outro. Yes. Just yeah. fucking phenomenal. It's great. It's so German good. beer. Scorpio. Hell yeah. <laughs> And like that, his two evil um, obsessions obsessions are what is it? Trying to take over the world and the health of his employees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. twin very, obsessions um, in a very Goldfinger Shirley Bassey style. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I'll leave my notes there. Beware of his generous pensions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say what you want. He's taking care of his employees. Like yeah. <laughs> he loves them. that tyrannical? I'd work for him. I'd work for him, oh. hands down. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that casual Friday of German beer, hot dogs, and burgers. Fuck yeah. It's it also good. just seems very approachable. Maybe too yeah. approachable. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I've got a problem. He's like, can you give me a sec? And it's like the worst he does. His facility is under attack by the military. And he's like, can you give but me a sec? But he still hears him out. Yeah. <laughs> he goes the oh. extra mile. And if you could kill anyone on your way out, it'd be a big help. <laughs> yeah, like, that, was one of my, that was one of my final notes. It's not even order. It's just a suggestion. If you, you could, could. Yeah, it, it would help would, me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Any other notes? Bart's lawyer is here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like one of the first people they say goodbye to as well. Yeah. <laughs> a Tale of One City, which is the VHS name. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. I really liked the gentrification. We talked about that earlier about all the coffee shops oh, springing up. I really enjoyed that. The homeless man mm. turning into a post box. Yes. Very, yep. very real life. <laughs> yeah. um, so Redwoods are big enough for an entire day <laughs> at Disney World while yeah. cleaning yeah. up the vomit. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> we don't have Bombs, but if we did, they wouldn't rush. They'd be able to go at their own pace. <laughs> <laughs> the swingomatic or oh swingomatic? Swingamajig. Swingamajig. Swingamajig, yeah. Really enjoyed that. Yes, sir, I will notice this if uh, yeah. we're in home yes, the sir. Is interesting. <laughs> we're so relaxed. Yes, sir, I have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> They'll also fill in for any other body part of you, uh, Holmes' <laughs> underlings. <laughs> <laughs> it 
use your imagination joke, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Go home and fuck my wife. <laughs> uh, I I think I was just envious of two things. I want to drink uh, wine like Marge. I just want to spend all day just drinking wine. That sounds perfect. Yeah. A single uh, glass. I want her house. Fuck. I want the whole mm. bottle oh, um, yeah. and the house. And yep. also, if I can't have a house like that, I want to squat in a house like Otto because that does seem nice. <laughs> windows. It's windows, got windows, right? Chris. How about you, Ellen? Any other notes? Oh, Hank Scorpio on the phone. Somebody ate part of my lunch. <laughs> yeah, sounds really serious. How much? How much? And how much? <laughs> it's just a very funny line, and I laughed so hard at that. But that's that's worth calling the boss, and that's worth him yeah. like <laughs> rushing out. Who the fuck is eating the boss's lunch? <laughs> no. But it, do you know what it's I mean? Like, move. it's a very relaxed environment. It was Mr. Clearly. <laughs> Yeah. That's why that's he what got gave a laser. Him away, yeah. yeah, that's what gave him a laser to the crotch. How about you, Phil? Any other notes? There's not there's not a lot left of this episode. We've gone over it with fine tooth comb. <laughs> On the cool teacher side of things, uh, mm. there's a hey kids, let's do it to it. <laughs> Grammo, that is. Oh god. <laughs> Fuck that teacher. <laughs> nah, that teacher's a hero. <laughs> And and the whole like there's a clone of Millhouse who like oh. once part to boss, boss him around. around. And the guy who thinks that the sound will play well, the yeah. underarm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's he's got like a tie-dye shirt on, like mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly the cool kid. I thought about Cypress Creek Millhouse as well, and as we saw in Lemon of Troy, there's also a Shelbyville Millhouse. Mm. Oh, yeah, there's one in Everett Town. There's one in Adelaide. I just haven't found him yet. And is it one of those things, if you don't know a Millhouse in your town, are you the Millhouse? Oof. Oh, no. <laughs> Millhouse is a universal constant. Oh, God, who's our Millhouse? Every podcast has one. Oh, Whoa. tag yourself. <laughs> I do think the, chip, the chipmunk and the owl joke for me is like that visual gag that really sums up the nice, simple humour of this episode. Mm. Where you're just mm. like, here's one thing, here's another Here's a little unexpected yeah. finish. It's to a rule it. of yeah. three, right? Yeah, it's a brilliant yeah. rule of three. It's over very quickly and it's fucking funny. Yeah. yeah. And just Lisa's just la 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 la. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the couch gag for a similar reason. It's very simple. Mm. It'll parachute in and Homer just goes, bam. It <laughs> just lands <laughs> on the floor and it's over. It's not like 20 seconds. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, not like- it's not like a Marvel intro of like fucking <laughs> a, a minute. And you know that they've done the Marvel intro surely in oh, the past couple of years too. Yep, they had Thanos uh, do the snap and everything. Of course oh, they did. God damn. Uh, of course. How about and you, BT? Any other notes? Of course. It oh, sorry. Were you, did you have another one? There, I was Phil, just going to say, it's all for me. It just all comes down to that pace. It just whips through this episode. Mm. Oh, the bad oh dad my pace. god. Yeah, it's, that couch <laughs> gag is all this episode really had time for. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, BT. Yes, of course. Even though we have all these people saying notes, I have more. Haha. Uh, it seems to be the most controversial part of this episode, the whole abandonment of the house, but I do enjoy how Marge and Homer come to the same conclusion at the exact same moment of, mm. hey, smash cut to <laughs> abandoned. Uh, like when Bart can't read cursive and he just gives a little really sad arm fart. <laughs> it's, it's a great little moment. Served uh, me well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When uh, they're playing musical chairs, they're all just, I like me, I like... And again, it's not called two, but there are too many chairs. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> many <laughs> extra chairs. Just in case. Like, not just one extra, or not even enough for everybody. There's, like, twice of them. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all thrilled with it as well. Yeah, you're all winners, and they're, like, looking at each other and going, yay, good for us. Like, it's yeah. a very positive environment. Oh, it's the future that the Democrats want. Maybe I won't set a fire now. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen. <laughs> what? Warren. 
Oh, yeah, Warren. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a joke because you were saying we should start a fire. I, I got an inflection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't land, but whatever. Sorry. <laughs> Here, let me do a sad fart sound now. <laughs> you know what he to tried, do now, everybody. Ralph. <laughs> oh, God. Burn the house down. Burn them all. Was that all your notes? Uh, that is all my notes. And yeah, I only had a couple. Yeah, the... Oh, like that, and uh, great work, Hermo. When you get home, there'll be a new level in your house. <laughs> he said, okay, I want to. This is a joke that confused me. He says there'll be another story on your yeah. house. Yes. Yeah. Now, yes. is this a double meaning that the joke is that then they cut and Homer's just telling a story at his dinner table? That's what. Was that? No, no. no. I don't no. think so. <laughs> I think you're reading too much into it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we're already over time, so we don't like have time to go into the other debate <laughs> of the episode, which is I know. had Homer seen someone else throw a shoe before Scorpio, or was that the one time? But <laughs> yeah. Again, he had seen someone else. That's the way language works. Yeah. <laughs> But the tall stand-up vacuum that's a Roomba, this kind of reminded me how in Futurama, you know, advanced technology, but they all still have big back TVs, Mm -hmm. especially in the early seasons. Yeah, Um, cassettes and stuff. They use floppy disks. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I like it. (laughs) Old new tech. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, actually, that was all my notes. It's time to rank this thing. Sean, please go first, my friend. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, well, I was starting at a gold, and then as as soon as it started with that rollicking, cracking pace, I bumped it straight up to that sweet, sweet bronze. No, cubic zirconia. (laughs) Um, It's one of the most memorable episodes of The Simpsons for me. It holds a, a very lovely, warm place in my heart. It's one that I was sitting there struggling not to just quote the entire episode out loud. And I still did it a couple of times because I'm not a fucking robot. Um, (laughs) I I love it. I think it's a perfect encapsulation of the family. It's a nice grounded way of taking them outside of just Mm. Springfield and it's not too zany, but it still is a nightmare scenario for all of them. And it's great. (laughs) It's everything I want in Simpsons. So I think it's, it's an episode that I would show to you if you've never seen The Simpsons before. Wonderful. BT? Yeah, again, I came in like, okay, where I'm gonna st- I don't want to let the love and the nostalgia goggles blind me on this one. And at the beginning, I was like, okay, it's good, but how good? Uh, but yeah, once we hit full pace and once we kind of got the whole joke is taking a very small family story and putting it in this ridiculous situation, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, cubic this one up for me, please. All right, Phil. Uh, I think it's really just down to how many facets the cubic zirconia has. Mm. Uh, I think for me, it was always going to be a cubic zirconia. I remember this episode very well. I remember it being amazing. As I've said before, it is it's like joint with uh, the Beer Baron episode as <sighs> my absolute favorite yeah. episodes of The Simpsons. So it's... It's not only cubic zirconia, but it is lovingly cut, mm. uh, so that twinkles, mm. yes, po- and polished, yes. and it twinkles in the light around a wealthy woman's neck. <laughs> Interesting. Cool, cool Chris. Uh, uh, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> this one has always been. I uh, kind of when someone mentioned that we were doing this one, I was a bit nervous because I didn't have fond memories of it as much as oh. everyone else does. Even like in the Simpsons meme stuff, like I'm fairly active on a couple of Facebook pages in Simpsons meme stuff. Every time I see that sort of thing or like memes from this episode, I'm like, nah, not a fan. Um, I guess I have to be a fan now. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be a fan mm. of all the Scorpio memes. Um, it's. It's the little things that make this episode great. Uh, that's not mm. a direct reference, but, you know. Um, still true. Still true. It's the Bart sadly doing an arm fart while everyone <laughs> stares at him. It's the moving from walking on a treadmill to going on a, a travel, tra- what is it? Travelator. Travelator. You know, yeah. it's, it's that sort of stuff. It's the small, really nice attention to detail that really lifts this episode. So it's a cubic. 
Ellen. Yes, I am the aforementioned wealthy woman that uh, wears this cubic zirconia <laughs> around their swan-like neck. Um, no, I, I love this episode. I love any kind of episode of The Simpsons where it feels like everyone's just had a ball writing it. There is Every joke is silly, but it has a joyousness to it. It doesn't mean it's mm. meaningless. And we have all the characters acting like themselves, facing problems that you know, actually are detrimental to to what they believe in or what they want. And so it's just it's just very nice. It's very rounded and it's so much fun. So yeah. Well, I'll wear this like a badge of pride. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, of course I'm going cubic as well. This is one of the most important words that define the cubic zirconia ranking is essential. Is this mm. essential to the Simpsons experience? And if you were putting together a playlist of the essential episodes, does this deserve to go on it? And absolute fuck yeah and the phrase victory lap i think you said it bt that's really sticking with me in this one as well because you know and we do see it on the spreadsheet after season eight and even during season eight the essential episodes get a bit less and less Mm -hmm. and i think yeah this is an absolute final high point for the uh series that is just magical in all the reasons that was previously stated so unanimous cubic zirconia we are giving this episode the simpsons index outstanding achievement in the field of excellence oh nice this will be the fifth episode from season eight to be called a unanimous cubic zirconia wow Wow. it will be joining homer's enemy the frank grimes episode (laughs) The Old Man and the Lisa, the Little Lisa Animal Slurry with Mr. Burns. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Brother from a Series, we mentioned that yes. before. That's the Cecil and Sideshow Bob nice. episode. Nice, yes. Fantastic. Great. And Hurricane Nettie, which is the Ned and Hurricane episode. Oh, come oh. down, dilly, 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 dilly. Oh. Mm. Is Beer Baron <laughs> only a gold? Beer Baron's a dull cubic. and Ooh. Oh, a dull uh, cubic. Okay. Yeah, me and BT cubic, and then our uh, other <laughs> panellist, who sounds be... Na- no, Danny. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, he gave that a gold. And he has a legitimate complaint that the first act, there's not a lot to it. Okay. Mm. Uh, That's true. I, do, I always the- do forget the first act. Yeah, and there's some yeah. problematic anim- elements with the St. Patrick's Day parade, and yeah. So. Okay, I probably haven't watched it in a while, so. Yeah. 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 Mm. I get his reasoning, but yeah, I still... Yeah. We all have our ranked. pet episodes, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Guys, thank you so much for doing this. This was an absolute wonderful mm-hmm. treat. Thank, Thank you. you for giving us an excellent again. episode to end on. No, we absolutely love working with you guys all the time. And thank you so much for being on so many Simpsons Index <laughs> over the years as well and having us on your shows and whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a lovely little uh, thing we've got going here. Well, this, is, uh, this is probably, I guess, because you're coming to a close soonish. This this will probably be the last time we ever guest on The Simpsons Index. <gasps> Possibly. Uh, we'll, yeah. s- we'll see what the future holds. And all, of course... The end is not the end. The end, we yeah, because yeah, we run out of classic and teens era episodes at some point later in the year. Then we'll change format to being two new episodes. Oh God, of course. So if you going. only want to review bad episodes, you're more yeah. than welcome to come. Back. It's a so let's, let's call this goodbye. Let's say it's goodbye for now. <laughs> <laughs> but aren't you also doing amazing audio dramas? Oh, that's right. Oh, gee, Phil, that sounds like a plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. But how about you guys plug your stuff? Woo. 
Absolutely. So we are Baby Beard. We're the collective of Adelaide artists and actors and directors and all the like. And we run a few podcasts, chief of which is Roll to Cast, R-O-L-E, which is our tabletop role-playing podcast where we play a different game every season with original stories, original music by Paul Goodman of One Good Thing. Mm -hmm. We have done Cyberpunk 2020, Cyberpunk Red, Vampire the Masquerade. We are currently in our Pulp Cthulhu campaign and we have kids on bikes along the way. Uh, also, we are just coming upon the end of Shut Up and Take My Podcast, our Futurama podcast that goes episode through episode in a bloody glorious gauntlet battle for your entertainment, which will be concluding by the end of March. And we will be done, <sighs> dusted, forever, fucking bye. <laughs> just in time for Futurama to hit the full series on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> oh, shit. I, well, I saw that recently. I was like, what a kick in the teeth for right? us. <laughs> Yeah. I bought those DVDs for nothing. Damn uh, the mouse. We also have a YouTube channel where we do daily uploads of Let's Plays in different formats, genres, varieties. And so we're always uploading, we're always playing. And we have a Patreon if you'd like to support what we do and give us some sweet, sweet money. I believe Elliot has guested on one of our Patreon Ooh. podcasts. Yes, he has. Delightful little uh, number called Lunch Dates with Loki. It was very fun and you nearly stumped me, Elliot. And I've never forgiven you. <laughs> never, Not quite forgiven you yet. But I'll yes. <laughs> I talked about my crush on a certain purple haired short lady. I'll let you guys <laughs> at home think of who that could be. Hmm. Right. Is it is it Grape Queen? From what? I don't Chris? know. <laughs> From Grape your imagination. My, I love my, that short. Is it Chris's, Chris's original character, Grape Queen? <laughs> she is now. <laughs> oh, please draw that. Yeah, the self insert character <laughs> into a, Adventure Time. <laughs> Grape. Follow us on Twitter to find the picture of Grape Queen. <laughs> <laughs> and BT, what are we up to? <laughs> oh my, we are up to so many things. If you want to check out more reviews of TV shows, you can listen to Thrones of Game. We're the hardest to find Game of Thrones podcast because we did not think about that name when we first made it. But no, this is a show where I, the person who has already watched all of Game of Thrones, takes Elliot, a person who had never seen a single episode, through the series in reverse order. So we started at the end. We are now up to season two. So we've nearly closed out that one as well. Yeah. And our other, other, other podcast is, of course, Pulp Fury Radio. This is our fiction podcast. It's an anthology series where we have a completely new story with new characters and a new genre every single episode. So if you want some mystery, some fantasy, some horror, there's a little bit of something for everybody. And you might hear some familiar voices. <laughs> and if you're listening oh, to The Simpsons Index and you haven't listened to Pulp Fury Radio before, what the hell is wrong you with fool. you? It's some of the best <laughs> audio drama you will hear on the gosh darn into webs friends and we're not just saying that because we're in it sometimes <laughs> it, it's so it's so, so well good i'm it's hoping so for a, i'm hoping good. for a bigger part next season i want to get my scottish accent into it. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, let oh. on the cotton room floor <laughs> last time and i don't know why either oh that, that's right i remember that either that yeah. or i want to be a waitress in everything you do ever <laughs> <laughs> Well, have fun editing this down to a usable link. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, this is going to be a long one. Um, but yeah, also, we've got a Patreon as well, oh, yeah, and we've thing. got a, a premium Patreon series called Except When He's Not, mm. where BT's reviewing all the episodes that he wasn't there for when we reviewed them on the Simpsons Index. Yes, yeah, so if you want to hear my opinions and my opinions alone, <laughs> then tune in to our Patreon exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> we're actually just about to go record an episode based on the Simpsons episode titled Orange is the New Yellow. 
It's oh, that's a bad title. Oh, <laughs> oh I can't wait. That's <laughs> fuck <laughs> awful. But anyway, once again, thank you, baby bearders. We absolutely love you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. We love you. Oh, thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> no worries. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Helen. Merci. <laughs> and PT, as always, thank you. I don't bring you love. I bring you fear and pestilence and time for, for booster. <laughs> and that's it from me, Elliot J. O'Neill, your host. And that is all the mustard in the house. Woo! On your way out, if you want to kill somebody, it'll really help. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash The Simpsons Index or at Simpsons Index on Twitter or Instagram. Now, there's no bonus scenes for this episode, so we'll catch you next week.